Malevolent Movies presents The Hunt for Holiday Horror featuring Festacool. Festacool has selected 2005's Ice Queen. Hey everybody, welcome to Malevolent Movies, the podcast, uh, and our very first episode of our first annual Hunt for Holiday Horror. We're uh, kind of doing what we did with uh, the Hunt for Bad October, just on a smaller scale, and kind of encompassing movies that uh, cover a gamut of holidays, year-end holidays, including Thanksgiving, uh, Christmas, Boxing Day, perhaps, uh, <laughs> New, Year's, New Year's Day, Black Friday. Yeah, Black Friday. Yeah, uh, all the sort of uh, year-end holidays. Um, and uh, this is our, our first episode. We're going to be watching three movies um, for this go-around. And uh, tonight's inaugural episode is Ice Queen. Yes, Festacool sure is our um, our uh, wonderful holiday horror. Um, I shouldn't call him a mascot because he's listening to this. He might get mad. Um, <laughs> but our lord, a holiday horror lord. Um but he wrote a little poem for the boys that when he announced his pick, um, and I shall recite that. <clears throat> the time has come for Festacool's pick. Bastard that he is has pulled a dirty trick. From deep within the malevolent movie's lore, a film shall rise again and entertain once more. The tale of a lovebird trapped within a ski resort. He must survive an avalanche and unfrozen primal escort. Watch as the titular Lady Bee slays every scene for Festicool selected 2005's Ice Queen. Yes. So he loves his poetry. Yeah. <laughs> he does it on the side. But he's a festive beast. You know, he, he may tear souls apart and then revel in bad taste, but he still wants to be festive. So he likes to, like the leprechaun, he likes to talk in riddles <laughs> and poetry. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, yeah. So, um, oh, uh, quick synopsis. We can, that way we can update our audience. While transporting a unique female species from the pl- Pleistocene age? Is that how you say that? I think that's what he says. Yes. Yep, yeah, yep, yep. yeah, that's, okay. that's about it, yeah. <laughs> fucking Joe, you don't fucking know, you Jurassic-looking <laughs> motherfucker. Buckley up here. <laughs> well, I got Amber. I got Mosquito with Amber, I think and it I'm was right. the Metazoa era. Yeah, yeah, the Paleontolic <laughs> era. Um, Paleontolic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyways, uh, female species from the pl- Pleistocene age... Um, a.k.a. Ice Age, a military convoy is attacked and the sample is abducted. The creature called Ice Queen shall be conserved. Actually, is she even called Ice Queen throughout this? No. She's exactly. called it one time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, She's I, called I, a lot of names, but thank but, you for yeah. tracking that, Zach. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, well, I, I believe the movie had a different title at first, so Ice Queen might be a later edition. Well, I, I, I got a little detail here. It did okay. have a different title when it was a slightly different movie, though, too. So, mm. well, long story short, a, a, it had a lot of behind the scenes turmoil. Uh, a frozen woman beast is unburied, <laughs> and uh, she gets put on a plane. The plane crashes into a mountain. It causes an avalanche. Avalanche uh, covers this resort where we got. Johnny and the boys and the girls and they got to survive and bing bong bing check it out ice queen yeah basically <laughs> that's the movie yep all right see you later guys great episode <laughs> festa cool didn't have keywords and he also didn't have any um like naughty list items so he could pick whatever he wanted and uh i i have seen ice queen from the past uh i saw that in a movie night years and years ago mm-hmm. nick you were there as well were you not 
I was there. Yeah. And so <laughs> when, when you saw that Ice Queen was one of the, the uh, festivals pick, how did you feel? I was, I mean, I was, I was shocked, but quite frankly, but not surprised, you know, <laughs> Festicool, he, uh, he's a trickster and he'll, uh, he'll take any opportunity he can to get ahead. Even as, even to sink so low as, to pick ice queen. So, <laughs> you know, now is and there ever, those... is there any, uh, holiday involved in ice queen that i missed Shut on up trevor uh they, well, no, 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 no. they say holy fucking christmas the and, christmas and... is mentioned twice okay. um, very abstractly in the movie and i mean it could one could uh, surmise that the movie is at the cusp of the holiday season but we're talking maybe uh mid-november they haven't got the decorations up yet but people are thinking about christmas enough to reference it so, so maybe a Thanksgiving film, maybe. It, it maybe. could very well be, yeah. yeah. Okay. So te- technically, the holiday portion encompasses, like, winter themes, not yeah, just, like, yeah. specifically okay. a holiday. Not to say Festicool that... is okay with technicalities when it's Festicool's <laughs> hey, movie. Hey, Festicool gets what Festicool wants, you son of a bitch. Festicool's a dictator. Festicool only operates in the Northern Hemisphere. If you piss him <laughs> off, he'll take your penis. Whoa, hey, I'm going to eat that. <laughs> Technically, it could, it's around the holiday season, and there's a holiday every month. Yeah, so. it's holidays. <laughs> Te- technically, I'll, I'll reveal this later, but there is a celebration happening in the movie. You just don't sure. know. <laughs> oh. uh, so we start with, uh, we see a guy in a hazmat suit guarding a big old drum of goo on the back of some vehicle. He's kind of sitting there bobbing up and down a little bit. He's got a gun. Um, and we, we, we then find out that it's a military convoy, I guess. <laughs> it's like three yeah. trucks. It is. In, a, in an SUV or so. Um and then, uh, and then we see there's a ridge. We see like a ridge where an SUV pulls up, and this guy gets out. Who I've I, I don't know. Do we get a name for this guy? I've just called Mac. him Gravel. His name's Mac. Gravel Face. Yep. Mac. Oh, Don Perlman. That's what I called him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, sure. <laughs> yeah, Don Perlman. He's like got binoculars out. He's like looking at these three trucks basically, um, and he's got a big old walkie-talkie, and he radios to a uh, a helicopter and says, "Hit him." <laughs> um, and, uh, and then we see this chopper that looked pretty good. Yeah. Was this a yeah. real helicopter? Therefore, yeah, this whole, there was, this whole, yeah. I'm, I'm fairly certain this whole, uh, sequence is, is all practical. Mm-hmm. It looked like it, at least. It's, uh, expensive. It's also all stock footage. That's what I was going to say. It's stock footage that was shot for the Invasion of the Body Snatchers remake. Wow. Yes, because this this looks that, a lot like the beginning of uh, um, For Your Eyes Only as well. <laughs> I wish you didn't tell me that. I wish you did not uh, reveal what you found in the commentary because I was going to give this movie a lot of credit. I was yeah. thoroughly impressed. How did they get? Well, why did they have this footage? And how are they legally allowed to use this footage? Well, there are a lot of there are a lot of uh, post production houses. A friend of mine, actually, this is one of the things he does uh, in Hollywood, is uh, he does clearances, and he will he se- he's part of a company that sells stock footage. So there are companies that like studios that have a bunch of footage. Sometimes they don't use, and they'll sell it to these post houses, and then you go and you look through what they have, and you buy uh, stock footage. Yeah, yeah, you can get it pretty cheap. So basically, man, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? You give like five bucks. Toss a gold there for like two hundred bucks. You get whole picture. You can haggle usually. I'm, I'm saying it's a lot cheaper to get this stock footage than it is to shoot your own footage. That's yeah, why okay, they but use that's it. not that's what, what you saying. said. You said it's cheap. 
<laughs> yeah, you can get it for pretty cheap. You want an explosion? It'll be like ten bucks. <laughs> for studios, for studios, it's not bad. I'm just saying. If you want coverage, it'll be thirteen. Yeah, for Ed- Edgewood Studios, everybody knows Edgewood Studios. <laughs> oh yeah, everybody's edging these days. So, a- anyways, these first these first couple scenes, uh, specifically the convoy stuff and yeah. um, the science room experiment stuff, that was all done well after principal. Okay. Those were all added reshoots and yeah. stock footage. That makes okay. sense. Hey, that yes, that that actually explains a ton. That, yeah, <laughs> that puts a lot of pieces together. Yeah, because uh, I I just by watching it, I mean, I noticed that one, all of the action sequences were well above what I figured the budget for this movie was going to have. Yeah. We're out the gate having choppers, and none of it was in the snow. And uh, right, you know, it was, it was like a cornfield. It looked like it was shot here. <laughs> and all the footage of the characters that I knew were going to continue in the movie, like. Uh, um, the Mac, or yeah. what do we call him, Don? Uh, Don, Don Perlman. Perlman. <laughs> Don Perlman, like Don Perlman. Every time you saw those guys, there were uh, tight close-ups that didn't necessarily match what was going on, and so no. I assumed right away that they bought some stock footage. But I was still impressed that they went that far. They're like, "All right, we're going to buy and create an entire five-minute opening action sequence, specifically, you know, a hundred percent stock footage to start up our, our monster <laughs> movie." Well, yeah. and to give even more uh, info. So the movie was originally like three different scripts and then Edgewood Studios, I don't know if it was the distributor that came to them or vice versa, but it was a relationship between them and a distributor where they basically decided, okay, it it was just an avalanche movie. It was just a disaster movie. And so then Edgewood was like, okay, how about this? We'll rewrite it. We'll put a monster in it. There's going to be a sex scene very early on with, with titties and that's what we'll do. And so the, um, they called the director. The director wasn't on the commentary, but they called him and woke him up in L.A. Um, and he he revealed two weeks to write, one week to cast, one week to prep, and two and a half weeks of principal photography. Wow. Holy shit. Wow. That's quick. In and out. So a deal was made, and then all this shit happened. Uh, so anyway, there's a whole action sequence happens uh, that does not belong in this movie. Uh, and then after some more shooting, we see that that barrel is being removed by different hazmat suit guys. Uh, and Don Perlman is on the scene uh, with his sunglasses kind of overseeing everything. Um, then we go to a lab where we see that um, that big barrel. They kind of take the thing off and you see somebody's head floating yeah. in the middle. <laughs> I, like, I don't know what, how else you would have done it, but it still looked very silly. I feel like there's a yeah. better way to do that. Like, have her all the way uncovered or something. I don't know. Well, they it looked like they showing, just didn't. They're trying like not to show her face or anything. Yeah. Um, it, it looked like they just dipped a wig in goo, which yeah. might be they what they did. They put a wig on a watermelon and put it in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then they, they like, drag her out of the barrel. And was this a TV movie? No, it can't be because there's no, boobs later. Yeah, there's a lot of boobs. I was... It's weird to me. It's weird that there's so much nudity later, but there isn't here when it would actually make sense. Yeah, like I don't want to die on this hill, but like That's it's just point. weird. It's just strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoy some tasteful nudity as well as untasteful. That's that's not what I'm getting at, Joe. Okay, okay, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> and what's interesting is, and what's interesting, I want that body that we see at the beginning that's taken out of the barrel and that's nude. Um, her hands are, are she, you know, she's crossed over her chest like the mummy and she's covering up her breasts. And I looked at the internet movie database and I said, there's another, there's two actors that are credited with playing the ice queen. One's a, a stunt double 
Um, but the main actress uh, credited as a model and she's done stunts in the past. So I wonder if really the, the half nude body of the ice queen that we see on the table is the body double you know, it, that's credited. Oh, I can answer that for you, Ryan. It very much was because <laughs> okay. they, they didn't realize when they when they hired her, she had a no nudity clause in her contract. So they had to get somebody else to do that. Yeah. Yep. Well, okay, there you well, go. that makes sense then. And that good makes for sense. her. <laughs> that. Yeah, don't, don't bother for this movie. Uh, and then they dress her in a Star Wars-like jumpsuit and smash cut to fucking skiing, dude. Skiing. Uh, skiing. This is the most like sci-fi TV movie sequence. It's like something big happens and then boom, we're having a party and mm. these people have no idea what's headed their way. It happens it, in every single sci-fi original movie. All yeah. six Sharknadoes start this way. It's true. Zach's <laughs> done a lot of research on this yes. exact yeah. topic. I and perhaps, and perhaps it's because movies like existed like Ice Queen mm-hmm. that probably at some point were broadcast on sci-fi. They saw, they're like, why are we buying the rights to broadcast all these movies? We just make our own. And yeah. they had some kids sit down and write down all the formula. Boom, boom, boom. And then they just start cranking them up for themselves. Cheaper. Hey, cut the middleman yeah. out. I want to buy movies and you can just create trash. I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, so, <clears throat> so we, 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 uh, uh, oh, good Lord. We crash zoom. We cut, we go to, uh, <laughs> Killington resorts. Last of the season slam <laughs> that is announced over some kind of a speaker system, um, at this large, uh, ski lodge resort place. Uh, we get a lot of more stock, uh, stock footage here. Uh, oh wait, wait! Stock footage of what? Of people skiing. Wrong. Yeah. People. Wrong. This was shot what? during principal. This is not <laughs> stock footage. No, it is not. In fact, uh, they were so. When disapp- did they shoot this? The fucking eighties. So they shot that like right. It was. It was literally like the resort was closing for the season, and so they get they got there oh. and they started shooting, hoping that they would get good skiers doing jumps and shit. And they said everybody was just drunk and falling over. Yeah. So they said, fuck it, we'll just put it in the movie. <laughs> Damn. And it's a, it's fun. It sets, it made me laugh right away. Uh, you know, skiers falling down. I thought, okay, that's funny. I like seeing people fall down. So I'm, I'm, I'm in. That, you know, Ice I, dude's full of twists and turns. It really is. Cause <laughs> this feels like old footage. Um, but I got to give it up to them if they actually, yeah, they actually did shoot all this for this movie. That's great. If you have a huge group of people and you don't film it, you know what, like what the fuck are you doing? They could just get one guy going down the bunny hill. That's the best they got. Yeah. They get somebody (laughs) Joe looking like, uh, just going down the hill, rolling down the hill. I swear I can do it guys. I'm not going to split my penis. He's got pizza, French fries, pizza, French fries. That's how you ski. (laughs) Joe. (laughs) Oh boy! Uh, but then we go into the party, which looks a little uh, uh, sparsely populated at this point, and we <laughs> well, come Trevor, to yes, Trevor. Would you say that that party is taking place in a pizzeria? <laughs> I would think so. I would think this is probably like um, an abandoned. You know, this kind of reminds me of that place from that other piece of shit we watched. What was it called? Game Over. The weird. Or stay alive. Stay alive. Yeah, oh, stay, stay alive. alive. Okay. God, well, I can't think right now. I've watched. I've watched three of these. I watched two of my picks today and this, so my brain is kind of melting a little bit. It's frightening. Yeah. I I have to go back, but I'm I'm fairly certain that the club that they're in is uh, 
like a a pizza. It says pizza on it, pizza pub or something wrong like that. Wrong again! <laughs> Ice Queen will prove you all wrong. Festival how. This um, is an actual dance club they built specifically for is, the movie. It is a dance <laughs> oh club, but God. it's a dance club for teens. It was oh, a youth no. club. And in fact, there were some youth in that fucking building when they were doing the wet t-shirt contest. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's icky. I mean, like, good for the kids, the younger Good for like the younger ones, because like if I was a teen and that was happening, I'd want to be there. But is there not a legality? Where were their parents? <laughs> well, they, like, they questioned the... that there, why they didn't get sued. So I, hold on here, because I'm I'm going to the footage. Oh boy, <laughs> it says something about pizza. Well, while Nick's looking at that, uh, we meet Johnny and his boys, yeah, and they're up, all up, 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 up. I'm here. Oh Lord, <laughs> well, got... Nick, that doesn't got... mean that they don't sell pizza at the youth club. Yeah, teens love pizza. <laughs> You got no, time no, stamp this for is it, an Nick? establishing shot of the club. It says Night Spot Outback Pizza. Yeah. Oh yes. I mean, I that don't, is the name I don't, of the club. They said it's a youth club, so it it's looks a like youth a youth pizza club. resort. It definitely well, looks I like a youth club. You place. don't put pizza on your club if, if if pizza is a small part of the of the business. <laughs> Pizza is a primary night, night spot. Night spot was bigger, so it's the night spot featuring pizza. I feel we've gotten off track. It's well, it's almost wet T-shirt time at the pizzeria. So Johnny uh, is flirting with this gal that we, her, uh, whose name we learn is uh, uh, Elaine, um, and his buddy is asking him like one of his buddies is basically telling him to go for it, and one of his like, oh, when did you tell your girlfriend you'd be home? Um, and they bullshit for a few seconds and eventually kind of shoo him over towards her. And, and sorry, what, what are their names? Because I, I have no idea. Okay. Cause I, oh, Jesse and Devlin, Jesse there and Devlin. Go. Okay. Cause yeah. I kept referring to them as uh thrash and radical. Cause oh, I, yeah. I just, I like that. that's got a very bebop and rock steady vibe to that's it. That's exactly like that what I was going for. <laughs> I like it. Bulk and skull. Bulk and crush. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tell Jan and Earl. Sure. Yeah. Hey, that's fine. <laughs> Uh, Beavis and Butthead. Um, <laughs> so he goes over to her. She's smoking a cigarette, having a beer, and she's like clearly going to be in the wet T-shirt contest because she's only wearing a very like small tank top. Um, and he, they're just talking to each other, and she's he's asking her if she's gonna compete. Well, she's shy. She's very it's an shy. Olympic event. Yeah, she's she's very shy. And then one of his buddies comes over, um, the one with the hat, and he, she's trying to get. I guess I don't know how a wet t-shirt contact works. I don't know if this is how it actually goes down, where they need votes like this, where she <laughs> she like enlists him to be like her campaign manager. Almost. Well, because she has to get the electoral. Like the popular votes only so much at the wet t-shirt contest. See, and I was wondering if it was the same thing. It is. It's very much similar to the Recount presidential election. Recount the perky election. nipples. Recount them. Yeah. That's how Trump got elected last time because his tits were the most saggiest. Yes, correct. The most saggiest tits in the land. Yes. Uh, well, she uh, has decides to prove herself or something. He's like, oh, I need to see some... Evidence of these titties. Something. Some evidence. Yeah. So she just dumps a picture on herself and... We have our own personal wet t-shirt contest. She's got these giant, the biggest, fakest boobs I've ever seen in a movie. 
I ended I'm up sorry, calling her Scamela Anderson because she scams him out of money and because she looks like like the great value <laughs> version Mark of Pam Pamela Anderson. Anderson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's a pretty good that's a pretty good. I, uh, I will say this though, she, she was probably one of my favorite um, actors in the movie. Yeah, because it, her performance kind of felt to me like she was aware that this was shit. She's yeah. being very goofy on purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and whereas the other guys, like particularly one of his friends, is just fucking terrible. Yeah, <laughs> like the bald the guy the bald guy, he's so fucking awful. He's so in this movie. bad. Yeah. Oh Jesse, yeah, yeah, he's he's a terrible actor. He's a terrible character too. Yeah. <laughs> um. So okay, so, they so start- I'm just gonna give you guys some inside baseball here. Please. So, okay, so later in the movie, um, I think it's when Elaine is fessing up to. Johnny's girlfriend Tori. Um, f- fast forwarding a bit here. Spoiler you mean lying alert. to her? But go ahead. What? Well, hold on. <laughs> She's mentioning that one of her uh, of Johnny's friends paid her to do this thing to set set them up. And what was originally in the movie is the friends slip him a Mickey, and that's why he looks all fucking wonked out because he's standing there like. Like and it doesn't. It's very bizarre. And they so they mentioned that's why they kept cutting to shots of alcohol getting picked up and served to him. And it's usually the same shot just reversed so they could double it. And um, so originally the distributors told him to take it out. Um, So originally he, I, 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 my, my take is that there was a, a subplot somewhere where the friends didn't want their buddy to get married, so they try to sabotage him and his girlfriend. (laughs) Jesus. Sure. <laughs> yeah. That, that's the only thing that makes make, sense. Because when they started talking about like someone was paying her to go there, I didn't quite understand what anybody had to gain from paying her to bang <laughs> I him. I didn't understand yeah. the logic. They're just really good all. friends. They want Apparently. him to get laid. <laughs> what do you guys ever pay for me to have sex? <laughs> <laughs> we don't have deep enough pockets. <laughs> We can't pay for Joe to have sex, let alone you. That's why we left Joe at your house. I thought that was the understanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was <laughs> the implication. Well, paying for Joe to have sex is just the it's just the cost of a, a melon, really. <laughs> oh boy, oofy doofy. So anyway, Johnny gets really fucking hammered. Uh, apparently, because he was roofied by his buddies. Um, so that happens. So one of his friends keeps reminding uh, Jesse keeps reminding him about Tori. But he keeps ignoring him. Uh, he buys everybody around, and they he and Elaine dance. Boys get their drinks, and there's a montage of him just getting more and more drunk as the wet t-shirt contest continues. Well, yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind the wet t-shirt contest aspect of the montage. I hated the the fact that he was pretty much looking to the camera and throwing up, "Yeah, bro," as he was doing all this. <laughs> yeah, look how drunk I am. It yeah. felt like the director owed him a favor and was like, "Don't worry, like we can't pay you." But we, how about this? We get, we'll get a bunch of wet ladies and we'll put them on you. And, yeah, and like, yeah. he was like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, I think that's what happened. It's the standard thing you get in an in independent film to get an actor. You say, okay, we're going to give you a meal. You're going to get a copy of the project. You're going to get internet movie database credit. And you're also get to motorboat some uh, wet boobs. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you get to see a nipple. Incredible. Uh, so then we hard cut to planes taking off from an airport. Um, and we go into one of the little hangars and there's a very official looking pilot. Um, who looks yes, like he got his, official. Yes, very official. Um, I call this guy, uh, Brian Gosling. Brian, <laughs> so Brian Gosling is talking to Don Perlman. Uh, and he's giving him an info dump about the, uh, basically this like flight he has to run. He's got to run some kind of cargo. Also there in the establishing shot, there's an SUV outside 
where two army men are standing by by it, <laughs> guarding it, I guess. I'm a little confused. At this point yeah. is where I get very confused because did Don Perlman not already destroy the the where Thank the you. ice queen did he not already get the ice queen yeah, yeah he already stole her so like, why didn't they put that in the helicopter they had a helicopter they had a means of transportation why do they need to get to cleave Busemi? right <laughs> why is he in there i thought this was a different person i i thought that there were because is it not two different people there's the person with don perlman at the beginning with the binoculars and then is this not a different person no, i don't know that's all implied to be the same guy yeah i believe it's the same okay man. i can only i can only keep track of so many ugly faces <laughs> so he was stealing it back because he stole it the first time and then he has to go through this thing but then it says he says that he's getting paid five hundred thousand dollars to steal the thing that i thought he already stole who stole yeah. it in the first place did There's a whole go- movie we didn't see between yeah. these two scenes. Because <laughs> all of the stuff, again, at the beginning is done after principal as a reshoot. So I'm going to guess that there was some different plot at the beginning initially. Yeah. yeah. And or, or maybe maybe this was it. Maybe they added that stuff because it was too short. So maybe we come in at this point where there's this espionage. We're going to take this body thing. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. If if this was supposed to be the start, that actually makes way more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, let me see, what did this movie run? Is it an hour thirty even? Uh, it's like about an hour. Uh, yeah, one thirty six. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, uh, the gist of it is, if they make this drop before, if they deliver whatever's in the SUV to this place on the other side of the mountain before sundown, they're gonna get five hundred grand. Um. And Don Bus uh, Don Busemi, good lord, Don <laughs> Perlman, Don uh, Perlman then kills. Brian Gosling, um, and he's gonna fight. He's gonna fly the plane himself. Yeah. I also love that the guy questions you. Hey, where's the other pilot? Oh, sometimes we switch. Yeah, yeah sometimes like, we switch. Enough? Hey, he's That's got fine. a bad back. Can't fly today. He he got wet poopies. He got extremely wet poopies. He can't fly. Sure. So you he know goes, medical so, condition. Yeah. <laughs> he, is, he is a soggy bottom. He can't fly today. Yeah. So Don Perlman goes over to the SUV, and that's where we meet Cleve Buscemi, who is kind of looking after taking care of this, um, who we know as the, the Ice Queen. I was calling her the Barrel Lady at this <laughs> point. Um, we see a screen that shows her temperatures. It says like biotemp under control or something. Um, Cleve asks uh, where the real pilot is, like Zach just said, and then you know, hey, he wasn't feeling well. I'll be flying. Don't worry about it. We do this all the time. Bada bing, kind of shit. I get no respect. Hey, <laughs> get no respect on the ground. Had to go to the air. Uh, so then we get some. Uh, so th- okay, so this is when Buscemi starts telling us about uh, the lady, who she is, what she is. She's a perfect frozen specimen from the ice age, uh, but her body works differently. <laughs> For some reason, uh, when her body gets really cold, she's like more functional and fast. Yeah. And when she gets warm, she gets sleepy and sluggish. Um, <laughs> and that's kind of all the information we get about her uh, for a while. Um, and then there's a joke. Uh, some animals out there eat their young. Yeah, they're called liberals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was. He said something about... Uh, they, so, they change their gender and eat their young. Yes. And the guy goes, yeah, Democrat liberals. <laughs> Great. Got em. Cool. In 2005. I mean, it, it was the Bush era, so I guess got him. Yeah. I, I felt got big time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I clapped when they did it. You guys I clapped. Got me. 
Um, and I, I believe that's where I'm I'm ended. Yeah, here. I'm up. I'm up. Yeah, and then Joe's turn. <laughs> oh right. no. I should be good. No, I, I I think I'll be steering the ship quite well. Thank you, boys. So you're saying I steer the ship, you say. I'm going to be giving a synopsis of the movie, you say. I did not say you say at the end of my sentence that time. Let's go. Uh, but you say Let's you say. go. So you okay. say. <laughs> okay, so uh, Uncle Ed is taking a tally of how much booze he's went through when Tori asked him if Johnny's been in. So what's, says, what, what's the nickname we got for this, this guy? Because I, I did Uncle Frump. Oh. <laughs> but what do you guys got? I just call him I, Alfred I, Molina. Yeah, I just call him Ed. I call okay. him Tubby. Yeah, maybe like, yeah, Uncle Ed the horse, maybe. Like, he's got peanut butter between his cheeks and teeth. <laughs> Not your best. Maybe we'll circle back on it. Continue. Yeah, let's come back. Okay, that's fine. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, she says he didn't come home last night, and it cuts to Johnny just straight up snacking on Elaine's big boobies. <laughs> In Chekhov's hot tub, too. <laughs> Oh, you know they yeah. say if you establish a hot tub in Act 1, it better pay it off in Act 3? Pe- yeah, you act better three. bang yeah. in it in Act 2. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they definitely make out in it. Oh, yes. yes. Well, ho- hold on now. Uh-oh. <clears throat> I don't know officially what the deal is, because it felt like David, the producer-slash-cinematographer, didn't want to give it away, what, at least what the original cut or edit was, but they intentionally made it ambiguous whether or not he slept with Elaine. So we don't know if that actually happened or not. Well, like, I mean, this is in Twin Peaks. I mean, they shot the footage. Like so that, it wasn't a dream. I, like, I, I so he was I, making out her boobies. I would have called bullshit on what they said, except at the end of the movie, you are treated to some sort of hot tub time machine <laughs> where there's an event that takes place in the hot tub and it flashes back to many moments over the film. Yes. And so, yeah, if I'm, they mentioned something about how um, they, I think in their script, he didn't, but because the distributor wanted the nudity, he did. But to buy the back their, um, their story element, he, they wanted it to be ambiguous because they didn't like the fact that their lead was a cheater. And so yeah. they, the David specifically says, is it a dream? So to him, he thinks that it was Johnny having a dream about what might have happened, but it actually didn't. But I, it's up to interpretation. Sure. Oh. It, it is. I agree. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> that's, my, that's part of my problem with, uh, with Johnny. At the end, I'll go over. But yeah, it's all because of that. Trevor, is your room too warm? No way. You see, you seem awfully sluggish and lethargic. No. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so he wakes up in her bed and tries to convince himself that he didn't sleep with her. But then he sees a note saying, thanks for the loan, and realizes he gave her the rent money. Like you do. 400 bucks. 2005, baby. <laughs> and that's, let me tell you, that's not a cheap night. That's cheap rent. <laughs> Not necessarily cheap night, especially at a ski resort. You know, because they presumably they live there, or pretty close to the resort. So, yeah. I mean, they might just live in a shack like next to the snow. What is what is Joe doing talking about rent money? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Joe doesn't have a, have a frame of reference. Mm. <laughs> hey, that's pretty cheap. That's pretty cheap. Just like yeah. when you saw the stock footage. That's cheap. <laughs> <laughs> I understand prices. I get ham. Someday, Joe, I want you to write a handbook uh, so, for people that are moving out on their own and what they can expect in the real world. I can wing it. 
Yeah, I can wing it. Yeah, improv it, Joe. You yeah, I'll yeah. improv a book. Yeah, it'll be cool. <laughs> just improv a book. Yeah, I'll just sit down <laughs> in front of a typewriter. The chapters are all out of order. <laughs> I just wrote three pages of all play and three no jacks. <laughs> <Three pages. laughs> yeah. I just wrote three pages. I love when he gets Steve Brule mouth. The more excited Joe gets, the more he salivates. All right, what's next, Joe? What's next? Dr. Goddard is telling Mac how different the ice creams and turtles are to ours while the coolant starts to malfunction. <laughs> the ice creams and turtles. <laughs> <laughs> this ice cream's curdling, boys. We gotta get the internals back up. Oh boy. I mean, we this do is... find out that she's the queen of cream later. That's yeah. true. So uh, it gives off a low temperature warning while the boys blow up some snow piles. Uh, Johnny tells them well, he hold, can't hold remember. On. They're very specifically trying to. I don't know what the ter- technical term is, but they're trying to coordinate the movement of snow by blowing portions of. The mountain, the snow up yeah. to make sure that it doesn't cause an avalanche at some point. Yeah. They're like controlled well, explosions, I guess right? I know nothing about skiing or any. So I thought that was, uh, at first I was laughing. Like, what the fuck are these guys <laughs> doing? I thought it was just a goof of the movie, but I guess it's a real thing. Yeah. I thought they, I didn't know they were employees yet when I saw this. This is how we find out they're actually employees. Right. Yeah. It looks like they were like, all right, we're. It looked like they were like, we're going skiing today. Someone get the grenade launcher and the skis. Like, it doesn't <laughs> yeah, make any sense at first. I don't know what this movie's like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But no, I mean, it makes sense if you don't want one big avalanche, you cause a bunch of mini avalanches I mean, yeah. throughout the day. Yeah. yeah. He tells them they can't remember what happened last night, but now he's short on rent money. Uh, they tell him to go ask Ed, and then their boss decides to spring a surprise safety check on them. Oh, Helen Hunt. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I called it. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know her name. Uh, no, it's um, not Helen Hunt. No, no, no. I know it's not Helen Hunt, but I didn't know the character's I don't know she the resembles name. resembles Helen Hunt, Joe. Audrey. Audrey, okay. yeah. Okay. Uh, so the doctor tells Mac that the corporations would love to buy the Ice Queen, but she ain't for sale. Uh, he also thinks that she would take down prey by piercing their skin and freezing them from the inside. How does he know this? I'm just guess, yeah, hypothesis. Doctors yeah. are allowed to hypothesis. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah. So it cuts back to the boys, and then Johnny's got himself two strikes. One for calling his boss a bull dyke, and one for having an expired license. By two days. Expired by two days. Yep. She tells him that if he gets one more, it'll be enough for her to legally fire him, and he's not allowed to touch the explosives today. I, I get it that they're trying to develop characters here, but it's like that relationship goes nowhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. Johnny does not like Audrey. Audrey does not like Johnny. There's not, like, some moment where, like, Johnny could just let Audrey get killed and, like like chooses to help her to overcome their their barriers no none of that it's just i was getting the end she should have handed him like a stick of dynamite and then said here's your nothing kid and winked at him (laughs) (laughs) i guess your license ain't expired today bucko your license to kill (laughs) yeah i got a license to kill baby so, uh, Johnny decides to try and ski down the mountain that they're currently collapsing, presumably to try to impress his boss that he's so fast he can't be fired. <laughs> you boy, get up there and you collapse that mountain right now! Yeah. <laughs> he's trying to outrun his ass chewing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, so a big pile of computer snow ultra almost catches up to him. Computer snow. But Johnny's able to hide behind the big rock before it hits him. Computer snow, I love it. Yeah. Uh, Mac pulls a gun on the good doctor and tells him to jump out of his plane. He's going to try and sell the queen to a drug corporation for more than the 500 grand he got paid to deliver her. 
Well, because fucking Cleve, what do they need the ice cream for? The, 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 the doctor keeps talking about how much she's worth. And it's like, read the room, dude. Like, <laughs> don't spill your beans here. Like, also, you've got this, this guy that's wearing, uh, like, a sweater that has, like, a <laughs> tiny German flag on it or yeah. something. It's like, I, I, I don't want to be... In movies, typically, if they have a tiny yeah, German flag yeah. on it, you don't trust the character. Well, most of them are Nazis. <laughs> not in 2005, at least. It's not just a coincidence. Well, and, like, what's weird to me is, like, Don Perlman doesn't seem to want to kill this man. He just wants him to jump out of the plane. And the thing is, if he jumps, he's going to die. I don't understand why he doesn't just shove him out or shoot him. Like, what? why? Other than we need him later for the plot, why does Don Perlman not kill him? Well, maybe Don Perlman doesn't know a lot about snow and he figures, well, it's it's, it's soft and it's white and it's, it is a pillow. I mean, yeah. So if he jumps out, maybe he'll be maybe fine. Maybe he'll survive. Yeah, maybe he's not such a bad guy. Maybe. Maybe he just saw Air Force One and he was really inspired by Harrison Ford. <laughs> Get That's off my plane. <laughs> yeah. The Queen finally wakes up and slashes at uh, Max's arm before he can shoot. Yeah. She jams an arm inside of him and freezes him like he's the ice cream of the future. <laughs> he just, he's just really tough for dots. <laughs> Dipping dots. Yeah. I was hungry before I wrote this. I'm sorry. Uh, so Goddard takes over the wheel, but he doesn't know how to fly a plane. Uh, Johnny stops in the ads to try and beg for rent money. He has to hide behind the counter because his boss comes in. Uh, and then Ed asks if he drank it away. Johnny says that everyone is really glad that he beat alcoholism, but can he please have $400? And Ed gives it to him. (laughs) That's an important plot point. Yeah, we learn in the scene, one, that Ed is a recovering alcoholic, and two, it's Ed is also Tori, Johnny's fiance or girlfriend um it's her uncle yes mm-hmm. so it's like everybody works here tori's uncle tori everybody it's like family business yeah yeah <laughs> yeah very much i mean everybody knows that the ski slopes are inbred i mean there's granddaddy no owns a mountain <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh that's where my segment ends i'm golden now uh, so I'm, I'm watching the movie back as joe's describing it what joe did was he just took because there's a lot of cutting two things and back, yes, you know, scenes yes. that last about a minute, a minute and a half. And Joe just lumped up all of what, uh, like, <laughs> one group of people did and another group. And yeah, he edited the movie for us. <laughs> yeah. He made it somewhat It could coherent. be a better movie at this point. I don't know. But, um, okay, it's it's my turn now. So Get the Buckley cut out here. <laughs> Coming to HBO Max next month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So Dr. Goddard uh, is trying to fly the plane with the, uh, while the ice queen throws a fit in the back. I did a little joke here, guys. Let me know if you think it's funny. Uh, she's throwing the fit in the back because they ran out of complimentary peanuts. Hey. Hey. Oh. I'm laughing. Uh, <laughs> um, Goddard, he, so he keeps looking back and seeing her freak out and like realizing he can't fly a plane. He keeps going, oh, come on. Oh, c- c- come on. Come on. And then he eventually says, oh, for the level, come on. I thought that was funny. (laughs) Elaine, uh, the buxom blonde, uh, uh, shows up for her interview with Tori. So what a twist. Uh, Earlier, um, uh, Uncle Frump says that, hey, uh, you, Tori, you got to go do the interview. We don't know who the interview's with. And boom, it's Elaine. Oh, no. What a sitcom. That's awkward. Um, That's awkward. So they sit down. uh, Elaine and Tori sit down to do this interview. And immediately, Elaine sits down and then tries to grab the coffee table and bring it closer to her. <laughs> she didn't come in with a drink or anything, and I hope she wasn't going to put her feet up because that'd be awful to do in an interview. Joe. I think she just watched Men in Black, and she assumed, yeah. like, what if she needs yeah, a surface a to write on? Yes. She might need somewhere to write down stuff. <laughs> so, um, 
uh, very awkwardly, we, we, the audience, learn that all of the furniture was bolted down because people <laughs> tried stealing it in the off-season. Uh, but really, it was bolted down because it was bolted down and used in another Edgewood's film. And also, <laughs> they have to rotate the room later, and that they use that as a goof that they're all hanging on to it, uh, like from what is now the ceiling, you know, because the room flips. So a little bit of trivia. We learn that Elaine is in law school and she needs a steady job so she can pay for tuition, uh, but she also needs time to study. So that's why she wanted to work at the resort. Also, there's cute guys and Tori. Mm -hmm. And we also learn in this sequence uh, that Elaine's nipples, I don't know if she has a condition or if it, it you know, it is cold outside. I get Very it. puffy. I think she is the movie's visual thermometer, like so that we know it's cold enough for Ice Queen. Yeah. I think that's why she's there. She's <laughs> like a turkey <laughs> with a pop-up. Exactly. Her nipples are hard pretty much on 98% of this movie. Anytime you see Elaine, she uh, has very hard nipples. Yeah, yeah. I sense just want to flick them like a light switch. They're like Sting from Lord of the Rings. They sense the Ice Queen. <laughs> they glow. <laughs> when orcs are near. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to look up if... Um... Hey, spiders talk whenever she's in the room. It's good juice inside. I'm trying to find out if, if uh, sometimes after you get uh, breast augmentation, um, can you have permanently erect nipples? Yeah. Uh, oh, the jury's out. Probably. So I encourage the audience to look this up themselves. I'll, I'll do some research. I'll do some research. I'll yeah. I'm sure they have to rearrange the placement of the nipples when they do that surgery, so it's possible. Yeah. Um, That's why I'm backwards. That's the issue. <laughs> inside out. Yeah, so going inside. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, Thrash and Radical are walking up the mountain, I assume, to do more blowing, um, uh, when they see Goddard's plane, and they utter two very, um, uh, probably the most beautifully scripted word or lines in this entire film. <laughs> okay, so Devlin says, man, that plane is flying awfully low, <laughs> and uh, Devlin, or Jesse says, I don't hear an engine. <laughs> so they don't say it like that at all. <laughs> I've been trying to remember why that phrase has been stuck in my head for about 10 years. And watching this, I finally remember. And it's, yeah. it's great to have closure on that. Because every time I see a low-flying plane, I think, <laughs> I don't hear an engine. And I, don't, I didn't know why, but there we are. Um, yeah, it could finally be at peace. Yeah. Yes. So Goddard accidentally commits 2005's 9-11 and crashes the plane <laughs> into the top of the mountain, causing an avalanche. Um, Thrash and Radical have to strap up and hit the slopes to get to the bottom before they are hit by the avalanche. Um, Goddard and the Ice Queen are both still alive, but the plane is teetering over the edge of a slope. Um, before that shit can munch us, Thrasher and, and Radical are often grinding that fat white. Um, Goddard's plane then teeters over the slope. I and see that in there. What? Did they say that in the movie? No, I mean, they do say that shit. The, we got to get down there before that shit munches us. Um, but I, I made up the part about grinding that fat white. I love this. <laughs> they call it powder. The, the powder. Grind the powder. Um, Goddard's playing, teeters over the slope, and starts sliding down along with the avalanche. Um, Johnny sticks his head into Elaine's interview, where Tori points out he never paid the landlord. Elaine recognizes him, and he tries to lay, lie his way out of it, while Elaine is telling the truth about knowing each other, and Tori is <gasps> conflicted. She looks at them, and then eventually uh, Johnny is like, oh, I'm just going to wait out here. <laughs> and then I guess we're to assume that the interview would continue to go on, but I don't think that's how that would actually play out. Um, uh, the avalanche continues to go down the mountain. It's taking out power lines and c causing a violet-slash-pink explosion. One of those electrical explosions, Tyler. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, where you just take a regular explosion and then change the hue of it. Um, yeah. So uh, Audrey, a.k.a. Helen Hunt, walks outside and she looks and I think she had binoculars or something. She looks up at the mountain, sees the avalanche coming. She says, holy fucking Christmas. Oh, boy, it's fun. Um, Uncle Frump and the dog run away. Um, the avalanche destroys the ski lifts. A barn is destroyed. Thrash and Radical um, are uh, grinding that fat white, and they're, they're just ahead of the, the snow, um, and they land at the bottom. A lot of really weird, specific insert cuts of them. Like You'd see them rioting and then cut to like a slushy pile of snow and them just like stomping into it to be like, okay, we're done now. And then getting their straps off and like, I don't know why we're seeing all of this fucking shit. But anyways, they get, they get their shit off and they run inside, um, into the resort. Um, a, uh, random tourist is slammed into the side of the resort, um, at, at, by the avalanche. And we hear what I thought was the Howard Dean scream, um, from his infamous 2004 presidential run. And yeah. they fucking confirmed it. In the fucking commentary, it was that. that. I fucking knew it. Those are good ears. That was like that's like the, my most shining moment. I can retire from a lot of movies now. <laughs> um, so Johnny runs back into the room with Elaine and Tori as the building is being rolled over and crushed. Um, they hang onto the bolted furniture. Um, Frump runs into his car uh, as it is hit by the avalanche. Um, and then we cut to like a wide shot of a parking lot full of miniature cars as they're slammed by snow. Um, mixed results. There's some great miniature yeah, work. There's yeah. some decent miniature work, and there's some yeah. shit miniature work. Some of it, some of the snow I, looks like sawdust or sand. Some of it's like like bright, almost brown for some reason. I have, I have no problems with the with the miniatures. I think they're actually pretty well done. I think they're just shot terribly because I think if they were shot right, that, that would, it would it would be good. I I yeah. all the miniature work in this for the most part, aside from uh, some weird. Uh, Compos- co- composite shots with yeah. Uncle Frump. Oh, boy. Uh, it's great. Yeah, I think yeah. it's you know on the part of the the camera that's the problem. They talked a lot about how like this was like their most effects heavy film, despite it being one of their lower budgets. And like they probably re- wasn't a good choice on them. They relied too much on the matting, like trying to overlay like, hey, here's like uh, a stock footage of a snowy hill, and then like here's actual footage that we got of like wood <laughs> that's supposed to be like busted up. It was, yeah. yeah, some some of it is rough and some of it is really rough. Um, but anyways, uh, the avalanche ends with the uh, the hit of a China symbol. Um, and the whole sequence, this whole avalanche sequence is over six minutes long. So from the moment the plane initiates it to the China symbol, it's like six minutes and 15 seconds. Yeah. Um, which is like, it's all, it's both impressive and unnecessary. Well, it felt long. It did feel long. I really, I really enjoyed how long it was for some reason. I, I'm glad they didn't skimp on the avalanche because I, I feel did like... the same. It was like like the whole action sequence. It was great. Yeah. I remember thinking that I didn't appreciate how, um, how damaging avalanches were before this sequence. (laughs) And now I really do understand it. So when you go skiing this winter and uh, there's an avalanche, you guys like, oh, everybody follow me. I know exactly what to do. I've seen Ice Queen. There won't be an avalanche because I'll bring my grenade launcher. So there wouldn't be an avalanche. (laughs) Blast this thing to hell. Have no fear. So anyways, the the resort is destroyed. It's covered in snow. Like quite literally, I think we're led to believe that there's there's shots of Ed, um, the uncle, walking what I think is on top of the resort. Um, Like there's cars up there and stuff. It's very confusing, the perspective. Um, But the resort's destroyed. Uh, The plane is inside a building of the resort. 
And the Ice Queen comes growling and crawling out, and she screams, and she has this big, deep voice. It's actually pretty cool. Um, and uh, she's hot and on the prowl. So um, yeah. Uncle Ed wakes up in out. his car. He's covered in asbestos. Um, he gets out via green screen, and it looks yeah. like dog oh, shit. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's clearly him and a car in a parking lot, and they just try to... It's such a weird the... choice, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> so, even weirder, it, this is shot on film. I assumed it was shot on video, but it's shot on film and converted to video. So, <laughs> yeah, somewhere, yeah. there's a reel out there. We could get a 4K... Ultra yeah, HD. restoration, widescreen, yeah. nice and widescreen. I think we got to do it. Um, we'll start <laughs> the campaign. Let's pay the 500 grand to do it, to restore it's it. It's cheap. Um, but uh, the uncle starts kind of walking up. the. I don't know if he's walking up on top of the resort or he's walking up the mountain. But they cut to some wide shots where the perspective is all fucked and the matting yeah. is terrible. They, um, they accidentally cut out what little hair he had left, <laughs> which is bad for the actor. Um, Goddard crawls out of the plane. He's a little achy. Um, uh, Uncle Ed finds Patch, his dog, uh, which is great. Um, and then the Ice Queen poses her way into a room. Uh, she's still very much in heat. Uh, she's howling and screaming. <laughs> and then the ceiling gives out because of the snow and, and covers her and crushes her. Um, Johnny, we find Johnny resting on Elaine's dirty pillows. Um, and he wakes up and he's all like, oh, yeah. oh no. Uh, and, uh, that, that wakes up Elaine and then uh, Johnny is kind of worried about Tori, but, you know, Elaine's there, so who cares? Yeah, he had uh, comfort that way. He was sleep-sucking That's a good one. thing he didn't get his eyes poked out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a Thrash, uh, the long-haired uh, friend, uh, he walks around making a bunch of noise uh, looking for survivors, uh, and he finds the Ice Queen. And somehow uh, he didn't immediately recognize her as a beast or monster, and he walks over to her, uh, gets real close to her, and is like, oh, shit. And I can't remember what he says, something stupid. But originally, in the cut, uh, they took it out. Um, he groped her. So he <sighs> sees a possibly dead, blue-in-the-face woman and immediately touches her breasts. So this um, movie was a lot rapier. A California raisin. <laughs> a lot yeah. rapier beforehand, huh? Oh, yeah. And some of the stuff that they said on the commentary... Mm. Yeah, some of the jokes were a little rough. Um, but anyways... <laughs> I, uh, I, I assumed that he thought she had frostbite from being in the snow. I thought maybe that would explain it. Why he wasn't too worried about her blue face. Well, yeah, I don't know yeah. what he's thinking. The psychology of the fact that he... What the fuck does that... You know, like, what? think about just, like, what happened. Uh, this avalanche, and he made it through with his life. Barely. And he's probably thinking, fuck, I, all the things I gotta do. Oh, this is crazy. I'm gonna get interviewed. I mean, it's like five minutes after he survived this avalanche and sees his blue head. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, hell, these guys, you know, oh my god, TV. I, uh, I survived this. I outraced the, you know, the the fat grinder or whatever. I, I, can't, I can't wait for Ryan and I to go to a Circle K and he just gets shot as he's pumping gas. And then I go over to Ryan, are you okay? And I'm holding him, a tear streaming down my face. Is, are the cameras here? Are the cameras here? <laughs> Am I getting interviewed? Get 15 minutes. Yeah. You know, I get to be on 90 Day Fiance now. But I, I just think it's it's it sucks for that character. One is like he goes what? from having an avalanche to what happens next. Yeah. yeah. He's, um, hmm. So, anyways, uh, Ice Queen wakes up. She jams her her arm through his chest and immediately begins to freeze him from the inside out. Um, and then she, without any issue, just crawls out of that hole she was buried in um, and gives us a good howl, and I'm out. I guess that means I'm in. <laughs> uh, uh, 
So, I guess before I go any further, I do have to ask the question, because we're in the upside down here. Are we to believe that the entire building was flipped upside down? Is that what... Is that what is being implied? Yeah, I think so. There, but there are some rooms that are right side up, so I don't. Okay, por- yeah, portions of it. Per portion, like the front room. It was a choice that was made. <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyway, Johnny and uh, what's her? What's uh, Hooters? What's her name? Uh, Elaine. Elaine. Uh, they hear Tori. She's been buried in in half an inch of snow under a desk, and they're trying to dig her out. <laughs> Uh, and then Johnny gives his girlfriend his jacket instead of, uh, Elaine because he wants to keep her boobies hard. Um, so then things well, get real Elaine, awkward. Elaine, mind you, is wearing a skirt, right? Yeah. 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 And, high yeah. Heels yeah. and high heels and not much else. So she's got to be fucking freezing. Yeah. yeah. No. So don't give her the, don't give her the jacket. Uh, give the <laughs> second jacket to your girlfriend. Um, let's see. So things get awkward. Uh, when Tori asks Elaine how she knows Johnny, and she starts lying to try to cover for him, uh, but whoops, there's the note that Elaine wrote for Johnny in the morning, uh, still in his jacket pocket, and now she knows about the loan and the good time. Uh, she calls Elaine a bimbo, go back and forth, one of those deals. She's not a bimbo, she's in law school. Uh, they have a (laughs) slap-slap fight. So, so hold on a second here, because this is, again, what made me really like Elaine and not like Tori, because she jumps off the handle and rather than give shit to Johnny, like Elaine, for what, as far as my belief goes, is that they didn't sleep together, but not to say that it was okay for Johnny to go home with her and sleep at her place, but didn't sleep with him and even tried to cover for him only to get slapped in the face. Yeah. You know, I mean, she does slap Tori back, but I, like, I was like, God damn it, Tori. Like, I don't even like you as a character anyways. Like, don't make me like dislike you as a person. Also, uh, this isn't necessarily movie related per se, but I was watching this on Tubi, which has commercials. And it was right after the two of them went to the ground to tussle that it was like, boom, come on over to Applebee's for the new two for 20. <laughs> and I just thought it was a really good timing, really good timing on the two for 20 ad. What do they got? What do they got new in the two for 20? Is Have they changed anything? Uh, no, it's pretty much the same old cookie cutter All two right. for 20. You know, Applebee's. Well, they, right. they assume that you're probably going to see that whenever you go to Applebee's as well. Just two women fighting over a man who may or may not have cheated on them and punching <laughs> each other and pulling hair. Well, you're not wrong. Dollar margaritas or whatever in the yeah, summer. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah, so I, the the fight is being cut short because the building is collapsing around them. <laughs> uh, and here, I'm going to present to you, gentlemen, another great debate. Oh, boy. Um, so... <sighs> Tori says to Johnny, there, I, I couldn't understand what she's saying, and I played it back a number of times. She hopes that she gives him either ulcers the size of Alaska or cold sores the size cold of sores. Alaska. It was, cold I cold have sores. to assume it says cold sores, but it sounds just like ulcers. I it kind of sounds like ulcers. <laughs> I want it to be ulcers. I'll give you an ulcer the size of Alaska. I don't think Johnny's got the brain power to worry about anything to the point of getting a stomach ulcer, unfortunately. No. <laughs> I kept trying to come up with a, um, a pun, a play on Clark Kent, but being like really dumb and stupid. I couldn't come up with one because he kind of looks like um, – He does kind of. Uh, not not uh, the, the Brian Singer one. Who's that Brandon guy? Brandon Routh. Yeah, he kind of looks like Routh a little bit. 
Yeah. How about uh, Bar- Bob Clark? Bob Clark. Was- yeah. Yeah. Great. What about what about Big Thick Joe? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, outside, Uncle Ed is poking the snow with a stick, and his dog doesn't give a shit about anything. <laughs> Um, he finds a, uh, a sweater the dog, in the snow. The dog the fl- didn't care because they call, in the movie, he's called Patches, but the dog's name is Lucy, and they couldn't get the dog to respond to Patches, <laughs> and I wonder why. Why didn't well, they just why? call the dog Lucy then? They, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, they figured it out. Girl dog, duh. You, you listen in real time as they realize they should have called the dog Lucy. Yeah. Because <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> he finds a flip phone and a sweater, uh, and he calls uh, emergency services. I have to assume it's 911. And they don't, and they don't believe him when he tells them that the entire the mountain has come down, uh, an avalanche has wiped out the entire ski resort. So I just, have, yeah. I just want to know what kind of what, what how kind of, many like, times did he call yeah, them yeah. drunk, Boy and what did he say all those shit. times? It's so bonkers that they're like J.K. Well, okay. I've, I've got a bit. I've got a bit. Oh shit. Um, we're waiting on it. No, no. I believe in you. What is it? Quick, everyone, do a bit. Uh. <laughs> Hello, Sheriff's Office. I'd like to report a murder. Hold on. Hold on a minute. Is that you again, Lawrence? Listen, Sheriff, I know I've jerked you around before, but this is for real now. I'm in the Fratelli's basement with this guy. Rocky Road? (laughs) Yeah, like that time you told me about the 50 Iranian terrorists who took over the Sizzler Steakhouse in the city. (laughs) Bring it back to Goonies. Bring it back to Goonies, baby. Yay. We've been Goonies! That immediately reminded me of uh, Chunk calling the sheriff. (laughs) But the voice of that woman is so condescending. Yeah. Like the dispatcher or whoever she is, she's being such a shit. Be like, what are you fucking drunk again, you piece of shit? (laughs) He must have just been like an awful, awful blackout drunk. That is possible. Yeah. But she tells him to have a drink. (laughs) Yeah. She, she hasn't gotten the news, I guess. Well, she's drunk, too. And she was his sponsor. <laughs> she's his sponsor. Everybody drinks on the mountain. You have to. I'd also like to point out that there is one shot of not Lucy that you can see the ski lifts in the back working perfectly fine. <laughs> I don't know if you guys caught that. It's a, no. On Tubi, it's at 50 minutes and 12 seconds. It's very quick. Those uh, ones run on happens. batteries. <laughs> so that's, uh, anyway. that's a little Easter egg for you. Back inside. Okay, so the doctor, the doctor nerd. What's what? Do we have a name for him? Steve Buscemi. Yeah, Cleve Buscemi or Goddard. All right. So, Steve uh, Cleve is uh, he's wandering around. Also, Uh, he finds a frozen, pale corpse of uh, what was his name? Slash Slash Thrash. Sure. Uh, And he discovered. And I I want us all to to say what what he discovered that he is. Frozen, frozen, frozen from the inside, the inside, out. inside out. I think we synced up. Yes. I think when Tyler goes to put that together, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really going to be perfect. It's going to work Great job, flawlessly. Guys. Great job. <laughs> uh, you know the secret. I just moved my mouth a bit with it. I, Joe was just yeah. chewing his tongue. Yeah, don't exert Very too clever. much more energy, Joe. Very clever. Uh, so back at the old three-way, uh, going about as well as you'd think. Um... Uh, what's his name? Johnny. He takes off to find others and leaves the two women alone to kill each other. Uh, and they start to talk. And Elaine starts to tell Tori a convoluted story about her possibly being uh, prostituted to uh, Johnny by Devlin for $500. Devlin paid her $500 to, to pick up Johnny, I guess. 
Uh, and according to the commentary and previous cuts of this movie, that is true. So okay. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sure. Uh, and they uh, rocked on, as uh, she puts it. Um, but she didn't know about the girlfriend, and when they were alone at her place, all he talked about was loving his girlfriend, and then he passed out, so no funny business. Uh, I believe her. Uh, so like, Johnny comes back, Johnny and... Is, Johnny does... is the stupidest motherfucker. Yeah, like, yeah I really think he's is. too dumb to cheat. It, he, and I hate to say it, I'm sorry, uh, who's the actor? I'm sorry, Harmon Walsh. But you got the face of a jackass. Because you yeah. just you constantly look like you're confused. You just look like a dummy. Yeah. Like you just yeah. you just do, bud. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. You can tell he's always thinking about something, but it's never anything smart. Yeah. It's like, how it did, I, did I put on my shoes before I walked out the door? Oh, no. Sorry, my brain just fried for a second. He played Donald Trump Jr., in the Comey Rule TV miniseries. Now I've got to oh, fucking find this. Boy. Oh, boy. He's gotta... still working. He's, I'm glad he's still working. I mean, he's a handsome guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that doesn't surprise me that this guy that we've been saying is stupid played Don Jr. <laughs> <laughs> he's made an entire career to playing dipshits. <laughs> so Johnny comes back, and he does this weird thing where he's coming from the camera to the girls. And he crosses past them and turns around rather than just like walking towards them, approaching them and stopping. He has to turn back around to the camera like they're in a play, mm -hmm. uh, which I found weird and dumb. Uh, but he says there's no one around and then suddenly there's someone around and it's the doctor. And he reveals that he was with someone and he got separated in the crash uh, if the airplane uh let's see so then we've cut to jesse the surviving uh grenade friend grenadier is looking for johnny and friends and he sees someone i guess from his perspective humping a garbage can and he gets really upset at this uh all he can see is a garbage can moving back and forth and he just keeps screaming at at this this person this entity um and he go he starts pursuing them so they go back outside, find Uncle Ed. Uh, Uncle Ed finds a man full of snow. Uh, they just shove snow in his mouth, I guess, uh, to make it, you know, to get the point across. That, like he drowned in, in snow, so it's, it's just all, yeah, he's just bursting with snow. So we're back inside, and Jesse keeps yelling at the trash humper and follows this person into the woman's room, as you do. Uh, you just pursue someone into the, the, the woman's bathroom. Uh, and he gets attacked, uh, and he gets slashed in the face, and he defeats, uh, if, if, if it's not clear, it's the Ice Queen who has attacked him. Uh, and he defeats the Ice Queen by knocking her into a hand dryer. Uh, and then he leaves and finds his friends, and I'm passing the book. Well, but specifically, the hand dryer kicks on, and the heat, the heat of yeah, it, warms um, it, yeah, warms her, which causes her to fall asleep. Um, they're sluggish and lethargic. But they pointed out in the commentary that that uh, blow dryer was only attached to the wall. A 20-pound blow dryer was only attached to the wall by suction cups. So every time she hit that and, and fell to the ground, they were worried it was going to fall on her fucking head. Oh, God. Jesse has a big slash on his face. He finds the friends. He finds the gang, and he explains... That he got whacked in the face, man. He got attacked by this this crazy woman, this this creature. 
Um, and he has three big gashes on the side of his face. Of course, uh, Dr. Uh, Goddard is very interested in this because he's like, oh, he's making all these faces. He's like, oh, he doesn't want to spill the beans yet, but he's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> his I, eyebrows, eyes bugging out. Can I inspect your wound for icicles? <laughs> <laughs> he, he sniffs it. Mm, it smells like it came from the sky. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so uh, then we cut to the ice queen who is still unconscious in the bathroom. But of course, the hand dryer is going to run forever. It stops. The hot air is no longer blowing on the ice queen and her temperature goes yes. down and she awakens. So was that going for 30 seconds or like 30 minutes? Like, <laughs> I can't tell how time goes in this movie. Yeah. I, don't those things only go like 30 seconds or 45? I mean, they're not very you can, long. You can get a long one. You can get like a long one if you want, like a two minute blow dryer. Yeah. I'm just saying. Where, where do you get there. this, Joe? Where do you get yeah, where's, this? Where are these uh, located? Blowdryers.org. All right, let's check it out. <laughs> uh, where are we? I got derailed by the bit. Uh, okay, yeah, so uh, the dryer shuts off, and, of course, uh, this makes Ice Queen uh, come back awake. She's uh, conscious again. She gets up, and she does her, her movements. The actress playing uh, the Ice Queen um, does a lot of choreography as the monster, and it's, it's good. It's fun and whatever. And so she wakes up, and she does that. And she she roars, uh, and as she roars, it cuts back to the the, the fellas, the team, our friends, and uh, they hear the roar as well. And Doctor Goddard is like, "Oh man, uh, oh, he's getting even more excited by this because his specimen is alive, and he's only about the science." And if this isn't clear, he's uh, like essentially lusting after her. Like it's oh, yeah. it's it's more than science; it's love. This is this is the peak of womanhood. She's all icy and cold. <laughs> And he explains, like, look, you know, she's probably in a lot of pain. We need to help her. She wouldn't only attack because your your buddy here, uh, Jesse, must have been aggressive toward her. You know, he basically explains it like she's a frightened dog and nothing to be afraid of. And, and so um, uh, let me see. Hold on. Uh, he says they need to go help her. They need to find the Ice Queen. Well, Elaine says, I'm not having any of this. I'm not doing this. And she leaves. And it's, it's at this point that Jesse, even though he's just been attacked, even though his face has got to be very, very much in pain and inflamed, um, he decides, no, you guys, I'll go after her. I just got here and I'm the one that's bleeding profusely and I'm the one who's been wounded, but I'm going to go after Elaine because he's, regardless of his face being slashed, he's still horny. Yeah, and, he knows uh, he can get a little nooky. Yeah, he sees this as his opportunity. So he goes after uh, Elaine. And uh, it's it's at this point that Goddard says, "All right," and he spills the beans. He tells them everything that we needs to needs to know about the Ice Queen. Um, he basically blames Jesse. He says it was Jesse's fault that he got attacked by the Ice Queen, and he convinces Johnny and everybody uh, to go look for the Ice Queen. Johnny says, "We will," but we got to wait for Jesse to come back. Uh, didn't care about Elaine apparently, but he's like, "Well, when Jesse comes back, we'll we'll go look for the Ice Queen." Um, Jesse uh, finally meets up with Elaine down the hall and he kind of explains where, look, you know, th there's five of us, five against one. We can defeat the ice queen. Uh, her bark is worse than her bite. Even though his face is mangled, uh, he says uh, ice queen's bark is worse than her bite. And he says that uh, the ice queen surprised him. And that's, it, it makes that me bit. think it makes me think that that line was for like this was supposed to be somebody else's moment because it's so confusing that like he just got attacked. And immediately yeah. he's changed his mind, unless his mind is on the nook, um, which, you know, I, I, 
stunning turn of events is what happens. Um, not not full sex, but it's just like uh, it made me feel bad for Elaine. Elaine needs law school because she needs to get confidence that she doesn't have to hang around these jackasses yeah. getting paid to smooch and kiss boys. Oh, poor <laughs> Elaine. Well, yeah. and is this the friend who hired her to bang his friend? Yeah, which friend? Do we no, hear that? Would we have been find Devlin. Devlin okay. is the other friend. That's the one that she claims was the one who was. Do you think there was just a big mishap? Devlin wanted her to bang this guy and she's just not very smart and she tried to bang the wrong friend they got their friends crossed just yeah, mixed them sometimes up. you know yeah i think it, we all been there a, yeah they almost look the same so i could see how she got it's confused. very shakespearean <laughs> it's like orthello orthello yeah that's a great one <laughs> joe buckley's orthello <laughs> <laughs> yeah hamlet but i it, you got like a bunch of ham and pork like around your tits Okay. Anyways, uh, so Jesse, yeah, Jesse. Not only is he trying to convince Elaine to come back with him, and that they're it's five against one, it's in her best interest, but then he also uh, hits on her. He says that she's pretty when she's scared, and all of this, and, and and you know, Elaine kind of eats it up a little bit, to be honest. And meanwhile, though, uh, Ed, Ed, who still has no idea he's in a monster movie, he still thinks he's just in a disaster movie. He's wandering <laughs> around on the roof or wherever the fuck it is in the snow with Patches the dog, and uh, he's thirsty because he's working hard. And he sits mm-hmm. down and he decides to eat some snow uh, to to quench his thirst. And the dog goes, <laughs> um, and because Ed is it has a lassie situation with the dog, he understands that the dog is saying, "No, don't eat the snow. It's just going to dehydrate you." Uh, and so he decides against eating the snow. Now, I don't know if that's a thing. I know in the ocean, it is. Yeah, you're not supposed to, but I, is it because it's salty? Why? Why? Is, well, yeah, uh, the snow it would dry is... your tongue, I bet. It would like freeze your tongue, dry your tongue, not going to be good. Well, <laughs> I don't know if there's anything to do with that, but I know, I mean, like, luckily, PhD. <laughs> like, there's something to do with the way that snow accumulates salt from the moisture in the air. That, that's what I was water. thinking, because otherwise, I'm like, it's just cold water. I don't know why it would be, but yeah, that makes sense. All right. So, we, yeah, Ed declines to eat the snow and continues on his way. Uh, Jesse and Elaine are trying to, <laughs> they didn't leave their, the, 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 the team very long, but apparently it's a long way back. So, they have to take a break and they decide to sit down and sure. talk for a while. Got to make base camp. Yeah, yeah, it just it didn't make any sense, but it's fine. It's ice cream, and um, so the, the, again, Jesse uses this moment to hit on her, to hit on Elaine even harder. He says, "Remember when I told you um, you look pretty when you're cold or scared or whatever the fuck?" And he he says, "Really, you're always pretty." And Elaine's like, "Oh, thank you." And they start making out. She starts making out with the guy who's got uh, blood and probably at this point some pus. Uh, starting you know, all over one side of his face and near his mouth. There's no fucking way she didn't get some blood in her mouth. And that's what I kept thinking as they were, they were making out. Uh, but you know, I didn't think it very long because uh, a, a second or two into their makeout, these little red vines, these little red tubes that have been <laughs> hanging off the ice queen. It's something to do with her, the outfit they have on some sciencey shit. Um, those tubes, she could control them. Yeah, or maybe oh, yeah. she used it as like a garrote. I'm not sure. Um, it, it, it definitely looks like the tight shots of it going close to his head look like it's just like floating. But I think there's a, a quick shot that you, you see her holding it to wrap it around his head and grab the other side. Okay, yeah. But so it definitely she's... at first I was like, what the fuck? I don't remember like <laughs> yeah. the vines being alive. Yeah, she's got magic. Um, 
but yeah, she uses those those tubes to start choking uh, Jesse in mid makeout, pulls him back. She goes down into the snow like a like a like a down in a hole. Uh, and pulls him along, and for a second, he's upside down in the snowdrift with his legs, like, like very cartoonish, just shaken, and uh, then he's pulled all the way down, presumably killed, and then the ice queen pops back up out of the hole, Elaine loses her shit, and uh, gets the hell out of there, she's running down the hallway, uh, and right when she runs, uh, goes down the hallway, or she does it real quick, I wrote down Elaine Jaw, because anyone notice when, in that moment, when she screams, her jaw, she's got, it's like her jaw goes sideways in that scene. Maybe I'm nitpicking, but it really, it, it, it was kind of grotesque. Um, <laughs> in that moment, her fear, her jaw, it's just, she's got a weird jaw and it just really yeah. looks weird in that scene. Well, she, she has a prominent chin. Very prominent chin. And it just, when she yells yeah. in that moment. Like Abe Lincoln. <laughs> yeah. It uh, it kind of hangs down. It kind of looked like a demon's rook. When the woman gets her jaw ripped down in that one shot, it kind of reminded me of that. It looks like there might be a little bit of a, I don't know what you'd call it, but like a tuck under the chin. Oh, yeah. Uh, like a skin oh, tuck yeah. or something because it, oh, it's yeah. taught. That's oh, a yeah. taut skin. Yeah. Maybe they had to take some of that neck skin to put it around the breast. Uh, so Elaine gets the hell out of there. She runs down the hall and she runs smack dab into Audrey, the Hunt-esque boss, if you've forgotten. And um, this is where Elaine, yeah, I agree. Elaine gives a decent performance throughout the movie. This is, though, an yep. exception, I believe, to her good performance. Uh, uh, she does this scared stutter bit and it's just... Hey, she's like, I pull her down a hole in this crazy blue face. She's doing this whole stuttering, scared thing. And I'm just like, oof, let's just wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> the editor did her no favors by letting that go on a little no. long. No. <laughs> it went on a little too long. But anyway, she, she talks to Audrey. And as we know, Audrey's uh, tough, tough. You know, she's not going to fuck around. And she's like, well, well, slow down. What's going on? Um, and she uh, tells Audrey, look, we're, let's go back and get your friend. I'm sure everything's fine. And trust me, no, quote, no bad fashion bitch is going to fuck with me. Uh, and so yeah. Audrey and, yeah, so we get our first, you know, <laughs> badass line uh, of the movie, perhaps. Maybe maybe favorite line. I don't know. Um, but they, they decide to go back <laughs> to the scene of violence and see if uh, Jesse's still alive. Uh, unfortunately, he's not, and there's tons of guts and blood all around the hole and all around the area. Oh, and I should—I uh, forgot to say—when uh, Elaine freaks out when uh, Jesse is initially attacked, attacked, she does fall back on to the dead body of uh, Devlin. So now she knows that both Jesse and Devlin have, are dead. At this point, nobody else knows about. Them. Oh, uh, very interesting. Um, I, I looked up Jennifer Hill, who played Elaine, to see how she's doing. Checked out her MySpace MySpace page. And she's got a picture with uh, Chad Kroger. Oh, okay. from Nickelback. Yeah. So she's been well, doing well. She's <laughs> like, hey, guys, look at this photograph. <laughs> look, it, I went to Kroger's. They have deli chicken. Joe didn't get the bill. <laughs> when Joe knows nothing about music and it goes around. That was, oh, very, that was good, very good, Ryan. Oh, fuck. Did this come out? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Damn it. All right. So then we cut outside to, to Ed. A lot of cross-cutting between the action that's going inside and what Ed's been doing. And Ed is, again, he's just wandering. He's just trying to figure out how to get off the mountain, how to get help. And uh, he finds the car lot. He finds the area where all the cars were smashed in together. And uh, he gets inside one of the cars and he finds a jacket in the car. And inside the jacket pocket is a bottle of whiskey. 
And as we know from earlier in the movie, he is a recovering alcoholic and uh, he, he almost drinks. He says, oh, I'm so thirsty, um, which is a different sort of thirst than what he was feeling before. And uh, he almost drinks the alcohol. Uh, but again, Patch is right there with a, and he decides, nope, I'm not going to drink the booze. I've come way too far. I've survived this avalanche. I'm, you know, and he puts it in his pocket. And at this point in the movie, I really started to like Ed. Beforehand, I was kind of ambivalent toward him. Um, but now I start seeing him as a character. He's going through this shit. And I still think it's funny that he has no idea there's monsters <laughs> in this world. Right? You know, he's still, he's in a whole other film. He's just in the Avalanche movie. <laughs> he doesn't know anything about monsters yet. He kind of um, doesn't have any purpose in the whole movie. You could almost take him out completely. Oh, yeah. And he wouldn't, ma- it, the movie wouldn't change. Could I call upon your DVD commentary knowledge? Uh, was this inserted later to add an additional 15 minutes to the film? No, that, that was, that was originally, uh, that, sorry, that was originally part of the whole story. Oh, wow. The, okay. But they point, they point out how weird it is that he basically does not interact with the ice queen. Like, it's just like his yeah. whole thing. So I, th- I think, I think Ed is the means of getting them out and that's yeah. it. Yeah. So there's no reason to keep cutting to him, but they do. <laughs> yeah. Cause you get the little adventure, Ed and his dog. It's like this, like I said, this whole other film. It's like a really bad Call of the Wild. <laughs> yeah, I wrote that Call of the Wild, Joe. I did write that down. That's good. Um, all right. So Ed, Ed says, I'm not going to drink, but he keeps the booze because you never know. So he leaves with the booze in his pocket. We cut back to Elaine and Audrey. Um, they meet up with the gang and there's a great bit of dialogue here that could have been turned into an Abbott Costello-esque bit where um, they show up. Tori says, where's Jesse? Elaine says, it killed him. Tori says, what do you mean? Audrey says, she means your friend is dead. Johnny and Tori together say, what? You could have done this back and forth where they continuously break it down to make it more simple for them to understand that the friend is dead. But (laughs) they didn't go that far. It would have been a good bit. Most people in this movie are very nonchalant about like, oh, they're dead. And they're like, oh, "Oh, okay. Ah, Bummer, you know? Ah, darn. Well, it's also right around here is where Audrey continues to show that she just doesn't give a shit about anybody. And she says... Uh, they turned your friend into a frozen food display. Yeah. So not only is she knows that this was a friend, but it's also one of her old employees. She knows Devlin. Yeah. She knows Jesse. You know, she may not like them, but she knows them and she feels nothing for their death to the point where she's making jokes about them being a frozen food display. <laughs> well, she thinks, she, she thinks they're like big pork loins. That's why. Everyone she sees, she, she just sees meat. Maybe she's newly vegetarian, and it's the juxtaposition between her fighting her need to eat meat and Ed fighting his <laughs> desire for booze. So he Maybe. always fights to drink out of the bottle. Audrey sees everybody looking like a pork loin. Just yeah. licking, licking her lips, eating a big steak. Yeah. That what was the out. line from Blood Diner? That when he when it when it comes when they're uh, assessing the situation where all the the new cheerleaders have been cut up. Looks like somebody had their own lunch meat party. Yeah, yeah that, that <laughs> punches it. him. <laughs> oh, I wish Audrey would have been that would just be hitting people all the time, too. So now uh, Dr. Goddard starts making excuses for the Ice Queen. Again, I'm you know, spinning his wheels. Uh, Elaine ignores all that. She's like, no bullshit. I was making out with the guy. He was not being aggressive. Um, you know, Audrey. And then Audrey gives another great line in the movie. Um, because Goddard says he could tell everyone's getting restless and he says, okay, hold on everybody. Let's, let's be civil here. And Audrey says, quote, there's nothing civil about mutilated people. 
Johnny says, look, it doesn't matter. I don't give a fuck about a monster. The biggest thing we're dealing with right now is we may freeze to death. So we got to get moving. Let's go. So he convinces everybody to uh, begin exploring and trying to find an escape route. Um, Cut back to Ed outside. Uh, Ed uh, and Patch are wandering around still. Patch leads Ed to Tori's car. Um, And he uh, opens the car. He gets inside Tori's car. He sees her little graduation thing hanging from the, uh, the rearview mirror. He gets very emotional because he doesn't know if his niece is alive or not. Uh, he begins to weep, uh, which leads him to almost take another drink. He pulls that booze out, which he really should have thrown away. Oh, he's close. And I did yell. I was like, no, Ed. No. <laughs> Don't do it. Isn't it weird that the the only person in the movie that – because I also was quite endeared by Ed. The only person I was rooting for in this movie didn't matter to the plot of the movie. Isn't that <laughs> yeah, weird? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was, incre- he was the only really likable character because yeah. he's an innocent dude. He's just a guy running his business. You know, he's going to take a huge hit on this avalanche. But you know what? He cares about his niece. He's a likable guy, and I think that's that's part of it. I was going to say, you could have 90 minutes of that, and you can just call it old fat man and dog who are cold. Yeah. And that can rolls the off the tongue. So, yeah. yeah. He's super easy to search for. <laughs> he goes to the uh, trunk of Tori's car, opens it, and uh, she's got a shovel in there, amongst other things. She's got a shovel in there and a flashlight, which Ed's exclaims, I knew this Christmas gift would come in handy. All they normally want is CDs. <laughs> and so it was a practical Christmas gift from Uncle Ed, and it turned out 2005, to- 2005, baby. <laughs> Instead of buying those stupid CDs. Ryan, you'll, you'll talk about, how, uh, or you'll if you listen to the commentary, they talk about um, the fidelity of DVD and how it's better than VHS. <laughs> oh, they're excited that it's going to be on DVD. And it's like the whole time I'm just thinking, you're just downgrading this shot on film to fucking 480p or 720 to put it on a DVD. Yeah, I mean, they didn't have an option in 2005 if they were recording that, but still, I mean, in 2005, everyone knew that DVDs were better than VHS. It's been six, yeah. seven years. So the gang takes a break. Uh, running theme throughout this movie is very little effort, but again, they're cold and tired. So the gang takes a break. Johnny decides to leave again, like he's done multiple times in the movie to go find some clothes or something to keep everybody warm. Um, and then he's having this, this monologue uh, out loud amongst himself, talking about Tori and apologetic about the cheating, etc. And uh, it's at this moment, he finally comes face to face with the titular ice queen. Um, and she is standing there in full glory, except for the fact that they didn't put the makeup on her legs. Even she got rips <laughs> in her pants. This bothered me. She has rips in her pants, and they didn't paint that skin blue. So that's fine. Uh, the Ice Queen's <laughs> there, and she's doing her thing. And the difference between her seeing Johnny is she's attracted to Johnny. We see her vision, which is similar to Predator, uh, which we've already seen it earlier in the movie. But with Johnny, he's all blue. So. And he says out loud, is it because I'm freezing? No, she's got hunk uh, Or vision. it could be metaphorical. It could be because he's a, he's a cold-hearted idiot, you know? <laughs> Joe, did you say she has hunk vision? Yeah, she's got yeah. hunk vision. That's really good, actually. <laughs> I like Thank the you. hunk vision. Right, hunk really vision. Good. Uh, the hunk vision, and I'm pretty sure that the line as well that he says of, I think she uh, likes me because I'm colder. He's, she, he says attracted to me. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. It's pretty obvious that was ADR'd in there. The, those to... those were added after the initial cut. Yes. So, oh, okay. Although I just like the idea that she just thought he was sexy. Yeah, <laughs> like, she's just like, dang. He, well, he she, and she cares. does, man. Well, he looks like a caveman from the Ice Age, and so he reminds her of <laughs> those eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, right? He's just, a, he's just a big dummy. 
And and we probably haven't done, uh, for the audience haven't explained this enough. Like this woman is in like full makeup. Like they said that she was in the chair for three hours before and two hours after the filming. So this oh, is like gosh. you know Gamora level shit that this woman had to go through. <laughs> she looks like one of the vampires <laughs> in Van Helsing. And mm, and oh, it, yeah. it, one, it looks good. It looks really yeah, good. It's got yeah. contacts. It's got teeth. Um, other than missing the legs for the coloring. Well, um, sure. And this woman's put on a hell of a performance. Yeah. Like, oh, she, yeah. She probably is the best actor of this whole movie. And all she has to do is goes, writhing around, throwing salads and shit. Well, she's, I uh, uh, believe she had a small part um, in Die Another Day. What? A small, small, small part. What? Like, you know, she played blah, blah, Amy, blah, guard. Yes. Die Another What's Day. What's her name? Amy Shorlton? Anyway, yeah, she's she's visibly very turned on um, by Johnny and uh... oh fucking shit! <laughs> How's everybody doing? I'm good. Oh, th- uh, happy birthday, Zach! I, I I forgot the Facebook message you. Oh shit! Oh, Is thanks. it your birthday, Zach? A no, day yes- two ago. Yesterday was. Okay, so yeah, I sent you that $31 also for your birthday. <laughs> it was funny because you actually said something about sending me a gift. And I was like, yeah, nailed no it. No idea it was actually your birthday. <laughs> I knew it was your birthday. I just didn't care and I didn't want to say anything. So fuck <laughs> Me neither. I didn't care. Nah, I love you. Thank you. Um, so we get we get the ice cream like Derek Zoolander voguing down the hallway which is pretty fun to watch. Um, she goes into the kitchen and she's just looking around. I don't know why this cave person, this person from the ice age knows how to open and shut doors or why she would shut the door behind her. Well, the velociraptor in Jurassic Park knew how. That's yeah, even it older also, than her. It also witnessed people opening doors. Yeah. When yeah, it, she actually she has, intentionally shuts the door. Yeah, she shuts it behind her. Uh, and then she starts to pour some milk all over herself. We just established that she has uh, colder heat vision. Yeah. And then immediately she gets smart enough to know how to open and shut the door, grabs with both hands the the glass bowl <laughs> the of a coffee pot. Yeah. And burns yeah. herself. <laughs> so apparently her vision. So this demon scream. That's why she has to cool herself off with all that hot yes. or that cold cream. Well, yes. yeah, she's got, she's got yeah. glycoma. She, her vision isn't that great. Glycoma? <laughs> she <had> glycoma. <laughs> her eye only, she can only see stuff that has glide on it. She got contracts. We got, she got cataracts. Contracts. Contracts for glycoma. Glycoma. Yeah. Oh my God. So she, her. she got contracts. Yeah. It's Plus, that coffee her. wouldn't be hot anymore anyway. Well, no, because that's not true. Because she, so she goes and she starts pouring shit all over herself. Uh, she got milk. She got cream. She becomes a cream mama, right? Cream and, and I'll circle back on the heat thing in a minute. Cream queen. Nah, whatever. Cream, cream queen. Oh, I love that show. Uh, then we cut outside, and uh, Uncle Frump is doing his thing. He has a shovel, and he finds the. Uh, breaker box, which I don't know if like a breaker box that's been knocked by an avalanche. I don't know if this would function, but it does. Oh, and I'm yeah, really... it, it very well. We get establishing shots all around the park or <laughs> the resort. Ex- Heavy duty one. Ma- <laughs> there's even an explosion, right? It doesn't plug into anything. Yes, and so there's an explosion there <laughs> because they couldn't get the spark effect to work. 
But I don't know why you needed either of them. And it's just so weird to put an explosion. Oh, wait. Wait. Are they think is that is that is that like we're establishing that hey, now there's a hole they can get out of? Maybe that was the is point. Is that where they get out of the blown up hole? No, they get out of just like a fucking yeah, like a vent a, or something. Yeah, but it's like the size of like a fucking car. <laughs> does anybody respond to the? I can't remember. Does anyone respond to the explosion? And no, they, Ed no does. One, he looks at it, but that's yeah, it. Uncle Frump does. Like but he's think, the only one. <laughs> I like to think there was some other section of of the resort where there were other survivors <laughs> that were trapped and they fucking died. <laughs> there, no, there's a great film. There's a great film. Like, what's the movie about the boat that capsizes? Poseidon, Poseidon Adventure. Adventures. Or the Poseidon Adventure. Oh, there's yeah, yeah. a Poseidon Adventure level film that's <laughs> running alongside at the same time. And it's very dramatic. It's yeah. very dark. And it you ends with them all getting blown up. You don't see the moment, moments before this where someone says, oh, man, this room's the warmest room in the hotel, but it's full of all this gasoline. As long as there's not a spark. <laughs> And then, <laughs> and then it's gone. They're going to be in an Ice Queen TV show. Yeah. Uh, there's enough rooms and enough stories. There's a million stories in this avalanche, and the Ice Queen is just one of them. Who knows what else is going on? Orgies. The the lights all come on, and it lights up everything, including Chekhov's hot tub, because you need to keep it in mind. Don't forget that there's a hot tub that's still warm. So I think then, you mean uh, Chekhov's big old uh, worn-down tire filled with water. <laughs> yes, Chekhov's giant soup cauldron. Uh, but uh, So then then Perky goes into the... Um, into the uh, she hears a noise. So the, the mentality here is, there's a monster in this hotel, Wow, a loud noise in the other room. Probably not the monster. So she like books it in there and the swinging door hits her in the back, knocks her over uh, and she gets she gets slashed by the ice queen. Luckily, um, they brandish a ladle and attempt to, I guess this was supposed to be funny. They like grab a ladle and they're like, don't worry, we'll like, ah, we got a ladle. And the ice queen's like, get that shit out of my face and like smacks it out of there. <laughs> and this is why I was saying that coffee's probably still warm is they then grab a tray full of piping hot water that's sitting <laughs> yeah. on the counter undisturbed, except for there is some underneath the, the tray. And he, he splashes it all over the ice queen uh, and burns himself in the process. And the ice queen just kind of walks out of frame like again like she's in a play she like ah like keeping her face to the camera the whole time well somebody um, was uh boiling eggs hours ago so that water was still hot from that <laughs> that hot boiling egg water because yeah. it's been <laughs> yeah <laughs> they should drink the water a minute old and egg then, water she exactly and so then um but egg water will dehydrate you probably just like snow but that's true it'll uh, make you stink so Perky's got a, a a cut on her on her chesticles, and the doctor's like he goes like this, like oh I'm gonna yeah let me put give my you a hand close exam yeah, and then she's like get away from me, and he's like we'll go get bandages. So uh, Helen Hunt and and Doc Creepo he they like go to the um they go to the banquet hall to get some I don't know they're so not in a hurry it's absurd. They're like having a conversation about what the ice queen is. And they're just like grabbing a few napkins and like talking as if someone's not bleeding to death in the other room. Is that maybe just like the culture uh, of like ski slopes and people that live in that world? Uh, they they make their money off tourism. Is it just they're always in that vacation kind of mindset? Yeah, it could you know be. what I mean? They're just like, hey, everything's okay. 
You want the monster? I, don't know. I, I I took it more as like because they're aren't they going toe to toe about like who really are you? I guess kind of. She's like kind of probing him a little bit. Yeah, because she she she's got a, a a shit meter and it's going off right now, or a shithead <laughs> meter, and so she thinks that he's he's involved, he's a part of the problem, and he's like, cause, because the whole time he's been trying to hide the fact that he's who knows who the ice queen is, what she is, where she comes from, and how she operates. Yeah, but I wanted to point out that um in this scene it, the the room they're in is immaculately dressed for an occasion. Yes, <laughs> and if you look on the tables, you can see these little centerpieces, these little boxes that have the um. What are they called? The two masks, the theater masks. Um, the script? Uh, little sad guys. Comedy and tragedy. Yeah. Smiley guys. That night, there was going to be an event after for like a theater group or something. And so they couldn't mess anything up. And so that's why the fight takes place in one tiny corner where they break like a table. Um, and because sure, they had to keep sense. it like it is. Huh. <laughs> so of you course. guys tell you, there's no holiday spirit. Look at this. Yeah, there's yeah, a holiday a spirit. Holiday spirit. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, yeah, look at this. Yeah, yeah. Now, this is where uh, she really gets her chance to shine, uh, the Helen Hunt character, because she gets to throw out some some lines. She says, they're sugar lumps. And then she also says, it's showtime <laughs> yeah. in bitch town. And she also says, bring it on, Snow White. She gets a lot of lines uh, that all are the same line repackaged. Yeah, between yeah. cuts of her getting slashed and thrown across a table. Yes, exactly. Because then she immediately like she literally like gets tossed WWE style across a banquet table. Um, Then she grabs the knife, which I was like at first I was like, where did she get the knife? And then I forgot she. So when she busted our main character with the grenade launcher. She said that his license was expired and she also took his knife. And it occurred to me that his, what license was he carrying that, cause like, it's just a knife. Anyone can have a knife. You don't need a license for a knife. Why did she steal it from him? If not to set up for her to have a knife in this scene. Probably uh, version 3.8 of the script. <laughs> right. Well, she takes his knife. She goes to stab the uh, the titular Ice Queen, and it's that moment of like she's gonna get her, but then then Doctor Creepo is pretty mad and gives her a fucking uppercut <laughs> with a glass. Uh, <laughs> what what is that? Like the coffee mm-hmm. thing? Like a carafe, kind of. It's it's oh, yeah, yeah. It's he just gives her. I a, thought he did a. I thought he did a two handed thing. He like sledgehammer. Maybe he watched what? sledgehammer. Yeah, because yeah. he does do like a two-handed yeah. uppercut, which is like an evolution <laughs> of the uh, two-handed punch. <laughs> Wait and a second, hold on. I think he's got one. Just like um, when you go when you go to a pizza joint and you get your jug of water, like it's it's like oh, that yeah. plastic thing. I think that's what it is. Yeah, well, they got you're it right. from the nightclub. They got it from the nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> they brought yeah. it up there. The um, so it reminded them of good times. That's why they have it. <laughs> So he knocks Helen Hunt on the ground and then the um the ice queen's pretty stoked about it and she she frosts her, she gets her. She yeah. punches her like through the stomach and she vapors. Yeah. <laughs> just gets her and she which we did better like smoke effects with Shanzi's vape pen on Butcher the Bakers than they did for their Hey, real thing vape here. is better than fake vape. Exactly. <laughs> um, but then <laughs> Dr. Creepo and the Ice Queen just kind of stand there yelling. 
like screaming to the sky for some reason. <laughs> so <laughs> that up. was originally that was originally two pages of dialogue. Oh. where he's connecting with her oh, and oof. on the day they realized this sucks hey, this fucking blows. <laughs> so they're like let's just get through this and they're like oh hey what if he starts howling like she does like maybe she'll like leave him be <laughs> oh so which, which, which hey <laughs> it makes sense i get what they're doing like i get yeah. it like i get he's finally connecting with her on her level yeah. but it still looks dumb as shit well yeah. he just saved her life so like it, it made sense to me already that she might not kill him because the whole thing he mentioned earlier is that he doesn't think she would kill for enjoyment she'd kill for survival and food yeah and in a lot of scenarios she does kill for either food or for survival so like it made sense that maybe he thinks she her primal instincts will kick in or whatever um, it's still way smarter than the movie thinks it is. Um, but you know, um, but then doesn't really work out. Creepo gets hurt. Uh, he yeah. gets stabbed, but he doesn't get stabbed and frosted. No, no. no. Very specifically. Um, that's very important. Um, so then we cut to, um, the three of them, uh, they, well, we've got who, what, I don't remember anyone's name. There's Boobs. Johnny. <laughs> There's the Elaine, Elaine, Tori. Yeah, yeah, Elaine, Tori, and Johnny. We cut to them, and uh, and they come in just in time to see Creepo get stabbed in the chest, uh, and then they got to run from the Ice Queen, who is not in a hurry to catch them. Um, the Ice Queen very slowly follows them everywhere that they go, uh, and then they run, they run, they f- go back to the plane, which <laughs> I love when they open the room with the plane they're like oh wow there's a plane here and then they're like, they're like we gotta look at it like i know we're being chased by the ice cream but we're not gonna find a plane in the hotel and not take a look like, <laughs> yeah. this is kind of cool um found some buried treasure living life to the yeah. fullest you gotta yeah. stop and check out the airplane i get yeah. it yeah otherwise you know later on when they're questioned about the whole scenario they're not going to mention the plane otherwise and so <laughs> then they find the very convenient or then they go up to the attic um but on the way boobs mcgee is a little too slow and she gets mm-hmm. cut in the calf and it's not good, but she still got a chance, you know? And so Johnny's like, come on, grab my hand. And she, instead of climbing, she's not being held at all. And instead of climbing the extra rung to grab his hand, she just keeps struggling to reach his hand and she gets stabbed in the back. And then she gets frosted. Yeah. She gets got. Damn. Uh, and it's, bad. and there is the moment of like, you could t- so obviously um Tori has forgiven her because they're both sitting they're like Elaine Elaine don't Elaine like they just keep yelling Elaine as if <laughs> she can stop herself from getting scratched by the ice cream. Um so they do climb out and this is why they find this weird tunnel that maybe was blown open earlier. That's maybe? what we're gonna go with. We're we're still helping them write the script. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh and they also come out to now find um Uncle Frump, and in a very non, there's not a lot of snow behind him. I I noticed there's a these scenes in the background feel like reshoots because there's no snow. Well, shouldn't all shouldn't all that stuff have been covered by the avalanche? That's what I'm saying, right? Shouldn't all this be snowy? Well, when yeah. you when you watch the film earlier and you're watching people like snowboarding and going down, you clearly see like around the building it's completely dried up, like there's <laughs> nothing down there, mm-hmm. and so it was a hot night. Yeah, so it's like. It, You've established that this place has been covered by literally the up to the roof has been covered. <laughs> yeah. And you fucking like <laughs> let yeah. this little spot not make it. Well, the back was fine. The back was all good. Yeah. The, the resort took the brunt of it and then just stopped. 
<laughs> uh, so they all start to run and, uh, and, and the ice queen kind of just stalks behind him again, doing that same Zoolander walk of like shoulders back, chest forward, like elbows back. Yeah. 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 I wrote down a Bigfoot walk. It looked exactly like the Bigfoot footage. <laughs> it yeah. look like that Bigfoot. Yeah. I bet you if you pause it at the right moment. It it's, syncs up. It's, it syncs up perfectly. Yeah. He's got an idea. John's got an idea. He sees the big old inflatable tire full of steam, still hot. And he's like, I got an idea. So he goes over there and he says, and this is clearly again to just like, cause he's always talking to himself. He's like, I got to get my temperature down. So he takes off his clothes and then just. Not his underwear. He didn't hang not on. His underwear. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, it's cold. He doesn't want to show the ice queen his little he's gonna guy. He's going to shrivel up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's going he's gonna to pull a scared hedgehog. It's going to shrivel back up into him. Joe's yeah, is yeah. always an innie, so he has no idea what we're talking about. But <laughs> it's retracted. So Joe is like, an innie dick. <laughs> but he has like a clearly a very dumb understanding of how body temperature works because he's like, I got to get my temperature down. He doesn't put the snow on him. He doesn't do any of that, which is what I thought he was going to do. I thought it was going to be very predator. Like he puts the mud on himself to hide. Yeah. Nope. Just stands there and just like and tries to wail his body cold. <laughs> it kind of works. It kind of works, actually. And the ice queen starts to get... She's like, dang, my hunk meter's going off. My hunk vision locked on. <laughs> he's going to make alarm. out with three women in one day. It's mm-hmm. going to be beautiful Damn. for him. Locked on target. Yeah. She's ready to go. And she uh, and she's getting there. She's doing the tongue and blah, 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 blah you know. And uh, <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure that uh, Elaine's... The the perk of her nip, the just the tip, is bigger than all of... Uh, Johnny's nipples because they are tiny. They're bigger than the ice queen's like, teeth. Not there. Can you do a Photoshop where you put her boobs on his chest? <laughs> sure, Joe. Do you like that kind of Send stuff? Send it straight to Joe privately. <laughs> um, he He's ice queening over here. Uh, Johnny also utters the phrase, it's a wet me shirt contest. He makes sure he says uh, that. Get it? So they, they said in the commentary that there was like a ton, a treasure trove of bad B-horror movie lines in the movie intentionally, and the distributor made him cut it out. That makes <laughs> sense. Aww. Yeah, like there's an even better version of this movie out there. <laughs> I need it. I need it. We need that cut. <laughs> Hashtag release Ice Queen again, bitches. <laughs> you cowards. But, yeah. um... So she starts like grinding on him, dancing with him, as one would assume uh, a mating ritual from the Ice Age would look. Uh, and then he <laughs> gives her the old suplex into the into the drink right behind him and makes some ice queen <laughs> slop. Uh, and this is where we get like a bunch of cuts. Um very weirdly edited because at one point I'm pretty sure like her ice queen wig falls off. Uh, but also like it cuts to like her mangled up face but then cuts to her writhing in pain not mangled up and disintegrated yet there's an editing issue there's a lot of editing issues so they said okay so i think initially their plan was from what they were saying is that they were just going to use the two of them wrestling and her like melting in that moment wasn't enough they went back got insert shots of like the individual pieces so that's why you get the close-ups of like the head like like really the mask makeup being ripped off the the hair and all that shit and then i don't know if this was to further add to that or to compound the situation that we talked about earlier where they didn't like the idea of johnny being like uh 
having an affair and then mm. not like he's our hero. And so this was another way to add to that. Cause you just cut to shots of other people getting shredded. Like yeah. I wish, I wish what was happening was, is that Johnny was consuming the, the ice queen's spirit. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and we, like we would get a slow zoom of Johnny and it would go inside his body and we'd see his ice, his icy cold heart. <laughs> see that being the ice king. That's how yes. the sequel. Yes, it's yeah, genius. Yeah. Oh boy! It would, it would cut to it would cut to like a close up shot of his face. His eyes turn red, and then his skin starts to turn blue, and then the dun the dun the ice queen. Guy, <laughs> damn it! I was hoping that you know while he's wrestling with the ice queen, uh, Tori comes around the corner and mistakes it that he thinks she's making out with her, and then once again, <laughs> he's like, oh no! She's like you cheating son of a bitch! First you cheat with me and Elaine, and now you're fucking the monster. And then she fights the ice queen. Yeah, she jumps in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the most campy music of all time starts to play. And uh, Josh, John, whatever his name is, uh, dries off very quickly. And uh, yeah. he basically gets his whole apology. He's like, Tori, I'm so sorry. This is, uh, you know, everything went weird. I didn't know that there'd be an ice monster and people would die. And then... Ed comes over and it's like, how about, and he pulls out the alcohol and it's like, again, oh man, don't do it. You've made it this far. Uncle Frump, don't do it. But he has to get the, there's a cut. He's got to, he's got to get rid of the, the germs. And so he does. And it's like, yay. He's conquered his desire to drink alcohol, uh, which is awesome. And would have been my favorite way for them to end the movie. Just him being like, and then like the cut. But then for this is so wild to me all i wrote was uh i have is he actually gonna propose he does propose she says yes what the like why did this have to be the ending of the movie it's so because how else are you gonna end it huh well, it's, uh, 2005 it's, not, it's well, not quite the ending of the movie it's not quite the end so well that's so true. he proposes with the ring and she says yes which maybe work out some stuff first because there is the whole maybe a prostitute that got eaten by the ice queen thing that you have to talk about <laughs> like really <laughs> dig into eventually and also he did just willy-nilly give away your rent money um but <laughs> get married i don't care whatever but then yeah uh they walk away everything's exciting uh uncle frump throws the bottle away he's completely done with it no alcohol for uncle frump but then simple lord goddard shows up and scoops up some ice queen delphine's bath water and he <laughs> gets out of there he kisses it. even i know that reference <laughs> yeah <laughs> he kisses Yikes. it he gives it a little and then he he's like, what's he say? I, I miss I forget what the last line is. I didn't write it down. Come on, DNA, it's you and me now in this crazy old world. <laughs> I don't know. Something much. like that. Yes. That's <laughs> Something you, like that though. That's better. Actually, yeah, he says DNA, come on, baby. We're going home. We're going home. Mm-hmm. No. And that's the end of the movie. Yours is better. Your ending was better, Trevor. Oh, thanks. <laughs> and that is Ice Queen. Ice Queen. Yay, we did yes. it. Fuck you, Festicool. We did it. <laughs> On a scale from malevolent to benevolent, Ice Queen. Trevor, Trevor, go ahead. Trevor, go ahead. I got a bit. Sure, yeah. yeah are we, I'm one of the, are you, are oh you ready? Yeah. You know, I learned a lot here today watching Ice Queen. Um, there's a lot. Of, I want to say there's a lot of heart in this movie, but I don't know that that's true. Um, I uh, can't say I truly enjoyed it. It did drag quite a bit. Uh, There's some miniatures that didn't get their due, that didn't get justice done to them. 
their shitty camera work. I liked that they were able to repurpose some footage from another movie entirely. That was fun. <laughs> um, you know, hey, it's it, you can't say they weren't resourceful. Um, I, I'm going to say that this one is, um, is malevolent, but barely so. I can't say I would watch this again. Um, it wasn't silly enough to warrant watching again. And it wasn't so terrible that you gotta you go back again and again and again. It's kind of right down the middle for me. So I'd say right down the middle, but just over into malevolent. Is that from the end credits? Uh, I think the end credits actually changes to a different song. Oh, okay. Because I know at the beginning of the, the movie, there's like this knockoff Candlebox uh, music. Yeah. So this um, this band, White Widow, I think that um, I couldn't tell if he was joking or not, but the cinematographer's like. Uh, the woman who heads this band wrote three songs for specifically for the movie, this being one of them, and I think the, that was another one. Um, that It's like a uh, friend of his or a cousin or something. Oh, okay. I don't hate it. Uh, Zach, you're the other one fighting Festicool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to echo a lot of, of Trevor's sentiments here. This movie didn't have a lot of heart. It had a lot of boobs, though, and that's... That's cool. And that's a plus for me. Hey, the heart's behind the boob. Yeah. That's all you need. That's true. And that's a plus for me. But the thing is, the rest of it's a minus for me. It was confusing. And the three plots didn't really... There's so many plots that didn't seem to matter. Um, yeah. This could have used a good edit before the movie was created. Um, that being said, I, I, I agree. I can't put it benevolent. I can't. I refuse to do it, but I would watch this movie again. Okay, good conscience. I would watch this movie again. Oh, no, Zach, no. <laughs> I would watch it again, not for enjoyment, but more or less to show people this. I would show people this train wreck, this avalanche garbage of a movie um, to educate people about avalanche safety. Um, at, at the very you least. You know what? That's a noble cause. At, at very least. That's good. Um, I think it should be shown at most ski resorts, most holiday seasons. Um, so for that reason, it's yeah. still malevolent. Um, but those are my thoughts on it. Yeah, if you see an avalanche, try to skate away from it as quickly as you can. A what? Don't skate. Skate. Oh, only skis. work on very specific surfaces. Okay. That's yeah. fine. That's fine. But Joe, what if they, what if they someone has glycoma and they don't see it coming? <laughs> <laughs> well, then you're gonna have to watch out. You, you gotta tell. You gotta have somebody walking next to you who can describe your sight. <laughs> describe my sight to me. Yeah. Get a seeing eye person is what he's saying. I want to know, Nick. I want to know how you feel about this movie. You're revisiting it. It just gets better and better with time. <laughs> yeah. I, I gotta say, I'm. I'm pretty firmly benevolent on this one. Uh, I I don't know. It, it, I mean, basically all the reasons you guys gave. Uh, those are that's what makes it benevolent to me. I don't know about you, but uh, I mean, it's the confusing plot. It's the the mashup of of a bunch of garbage uh, from a different movie, which is a new thing we learned today. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's exciting for me. Uh, and I love those miniatures. I, I I all you know shitting on it aside. That is, those are great. Those are too good to yeah. be in this movie. Uh, so yeah, I'm you know, I most of what we watch, I I don't think I can stomach watching it again but ice queen for whatever reason again and again never never gets old so yeah that's i'm i'm pretty firm i'm pretty firm and uh and benevolent there wow 
guys. We're all learning something. Who's next? <laughs> I'm going to give it to uh, old Slug Buckley. Uh, okay. I've been, I've been laughing to myself at watching Joe as he keeps getting shot down joke after joke as he slides further into the chair. <laughs> He's become flaccid from the joke bashing. <laughs> his head is like going down into his shoulders. He's like going inside out. He's going to eventually disappear into the atoms. Joe you, 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 Joe, you look like Pearl from uh, Blade Runner. <laughs> or not Blade Runner, but Blade. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Blade, yeah. Vampire blood. <laughs> Just start screeching like Put him. some shades on him. He looks like that dude Butterball and Hellraiser, too. But we, we shoot the UV light on him, and we yeah. see all the, the jerkin stains on him, and Joe starts freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Buckley, here's your song. Uh, so I, I saw this movie a couple years ago when they were shooting uh, the Benevolent Buckley show. There was a, we had a little segment where basically we had to review movies, and this was one of them. And I, I didn't care for it very much then. Um, I thought it was pretty boring. But now revisiting it, um, I do I do appreciate uh, some of the uh, fact type stuff, like uh, some of the, the minis I thought were good. Um, I thought like some of the blood was pretty decent. I did like the tits. I always enjoy it, if you see. <laughs> If you see a little I nip, get it, I get it's it. not bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I thought this was overall competent, um, so I will give this a benevolence. Wow. That's two benevolence in a row for Joe. This is unheard of. Wow. You just you beat, you beat me down like a dog. I can't do anything else yeah. now. You Fuck you, Patches. <laughs> Fuck you, Patches. Yeah, that's all it took. <laughs> all right, so I'll go uh, Ryan. Ice Queen. Do I give it a malevolent? Do I give it a benevolent? You're goddamn right I'm giving it a benevolent. I love, love me some Ice Queen. This is the first time I've seen it. I'd only seen clips from the Benevolent Buckley show. Um, and yeah, I'll tell you, part of it may be a nostalgia thing because it reminded me of that time in the mid-2000s where I would say 80% of the indie horror movies that were coming out, were, whether they were good or not, was in the eye of the beholder. But they were always professionally made. Not like now where it's like, the other end of it like 90 percent of the indie films coming out are made in the backyard and we watched a lot of them to get uh to get this movie and um it moves it moves the whole movie is going from you know there's not a lot of lulls there's not a lot of dead spots for me in it uh i love the makeup i love uh how ice queen looks i love that the actress put her everything into it there was there was body movement it wasn't just a mindless uh stunt person just going through the paces um with the exception of Johnny, who's an awful person and actor, I liked most of the characters. Um, there's plenty of beautiful women in the movie, and I think that's important when you're making a low-budget monster movie. Um, yeah, I, 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 there was a, a vibe to it, an ambiance that I really appreciated. Uh, there's plenty of stupid goofs in the movie for me to laugh at and with at the same time. Um, I will absolutely be revisiting this probably every December, or at least that's the plan. I do look forward to next year uh, around the holidays throwing in some ice cream. So, uh, yeah, benevolent all the way down the line. And Tyler. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously I'm going to go benevolent. Um, it was a tough, it was, it was working as Festacool's minion. It was tough to pick this movie. So I, I don't want to go on too much of a monologue here, but. Jesus Christ, do I feel bad for Zach and Trevor because I watched, I think it was seven or eight different movies while also browsing basically every fucking movie in IMDb. Yeah. Dude, holiday horror movies fucking suck. Yep, they sure do. 
I'm so glad I picked no slashers because now I got like five fucking movies to choose from. <laughs> it doesn't even matter. You could have access to everything and they fucking suck. And so it's it's either directors who are trying to make something that takes itself too seriously and they just fucking bomb or their sense of humor is not good at all and the funny is not funny. But Ice Queen just took the cake because of not not only the nostalgia for the 2000s, but the nostalgia for when I first watched this movie. This was the movie that turned me on to uh, uh, doing horror movie nights with your friends, like bad horror movie oh, nights. Yeah. I love this movie. I love it so much. I love it because I don't like gratuitous nudity because I don't want to get a fucking chub around my buddies, but because the gratuitous nudity was so poorly edited and awkward, uh, and because Johnny is such an an awkward actor and character that I'm like, I kind of like it. It's fucking weird. I don't get it. Why are her nipples hard all the time? Like, are they constantly icing them down? Is there a piece of ice taped to, underneath her shirt? I don't know. And there's just a lot that I like about it. A lot of it's confusing. A lot of it doesn't make sense. Even when you try to understand and you listen to the commentary and all that, it just raises more questions. For the sake of holiday horror, the spirit of the hunt, I'm not going to give this thing a full-blown benevolent. Uh, because I don't think that, um, I think there could be better. I still have to believe that there is a, a Christmas or a Thanksgiving or New Year's movie out there that just really fucking blows in the right way. <laughs> and so I think it's going to be a high benevolent, but not a total benevolence. It's not going to get the five point benevolent bonus, but it's probably going to get a three or a four out of me. Um, yeah, I love it. I love it. I, I love, uh, White Widow's song, Wait, which is featured at the end of the movie and I you're hearing music, right now. Yeah. So please... Please check that out on Bandcamp. Uh, you yeah. know, buy the song. It's only fifty cents right now. It's on sale. Buy, buy the Ice Queen soundtrack. <laughs> I still, I, I'm still hearing Ice. Sure. K W E E N. Ice Queen. Queen. Ice cream. Ice cream. Make sure to check out the ice cream. Go like the big bowl of ice queen. All in all, I think I do think, despite Zach and Trevor's uh, malevolence ratings, uh, which I think is fair. I do think is fair. I would still highly recommend this as a group watch. Because either the movie will do the heavy lifting for you, or there'll be parts where you guys are riffing on it and joking on it, and it will, and you'll do a great job of it. I would recommend it as a watch it with your buddies kind of movie. I think Festicool has got its freaking its its digits inside all four of you guys, and you're blinded <laughs> by the spirit of Festicool. <laughs> I think that's what's happening here. Festicool is I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say yeah. it's necessarily the case, but let me just say, as someone who's come face to face with Festicool, is an imposing figure. You don't want yeah, to just read the festival. Very muscular and very sharp. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> don't think that the uh, hunt and the ratings have been uh, rigged against you. Because, <laughs> again, I love I love Ice Queen. Also, Joe's not rating any of them. So you're, you're, That's you're true. spared them. That I, I am not a ratings cheater. I was just uninformed about the ratings. <laughs> Yeah, uh -huh. but um, sure. But um, I I I am going to be very level-headed about rating this movie. I feel bad for you guys. So, and just to let the, remind the audience, uh, Zach and Trevor, what were your um your keyword and your naughty list items? Uh, my keywords were no, or my I'm sorry, my keyword was, uh, my key phrase was home for the holidays. Um, and my restrictions, my naughty list items were no sequels. Which sucks. And no slashers. <laughs> which sucks even harder. I would like you know to know that Ice Queen fulfills all of mine. Uh, which is Winter Storm. I guess you can count an avalanche. I think that counts. Yeah. No yeah. Killer Santa. 
and no horror comedy. Yeah. We talk about this as a laugh riot. That was also my first thought when I heard your criteria. It was not intentionally a comedy, though. <laughs> no, it's not. No. Just saying. So we're watching Ice we're watching Queen Ice again. Queen again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I don't know. What's the rule here? <laughs> hey, maybe I like it on a second viewing. I've got a few I need to watch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Festicool has chosen. So Zach and Trevor, bring it, motherfuckers. Yeah, now you know what you're up against. It's going to be a tough yeah. one to beat. <laughs> That's true. We, well, we probably can't do Ryan and Brian because that has to stick with uh, the hunt for our bad October. <laughs> but do we have a, a new festive version of it? Poop and pee. I don't know. What do you got? <laughs> Poop and pee. Um, <laughs> well, boys and girls, what a wonderful time we had today. Ho, ho, ho. We watched the wonderful Ice Queen. And let me just tell you, everybody in that film is on the naughty list. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. And Joe Buckley, what would you like for Christmas? Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, I'd, like, I'd like a PSP and Jackass Game, What is that? What is I'm this? I'm an elf. I'm a Zilla elf helper. You lost the plot, Joe. <laughs>